welcome to episode six of TV Sessions. Uh, I almost forgot which episode it was, but uh, I'm pretty sure it's episode six. Uh, today we're going to be doing a deep dive into Mr. Robot. Uh, great show. Uh, my name is Gabe and I'm here with my co-host Luke. How's it going, man? Good as always. Yeah, good to know. Um, this should be a lot of fun. Uh, I, I swear to God, I, like none of my friends watch Mr. Robot, so I'm really excited. Like No one else has seen the show other than my brother. I got my brother to watch it. Same. Awesome. But um, yeah, so... We'll talk about that. How did you first get into Mr. Robot, man? Yeah. Um, I heard a lot of hype while season four was airing. I had already no known about the show before. I think I heard some good things back when season three was airing. But uh, right. when season four was airing, everyone's like, this show's a masterpiece. And yeah. I, I started the first episode the day after the series finale aired. Um, That's interesting. Cool. Yeah. Or no, it wasn't. It was the week after because it was the day after New Year's. I was, I remember I was really hungover laying in bed <laughs> yeah. and I was just like, serving through Amazon Prime. I'm like, yeah, I think I'm going to start uh, Mr. Robot. I'm pretty sure it just ended like the other mm -hmm. day or the last week or something. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, I binged the whole thing in 16 days. The whole show in 16 days. I binged the whole show in 16 days. I was Holy averaging shit. like three episodes a day. That's and like, how long is the show? Oh, it's only four seasons, but still the whole thing, that's like two weeks. Holy fuck. Yeah, it, and it sucks because I started January 2nd and then I had school startup a week later. So I knew I started the show at a bad time because I'm like, fuck, I have second semester coming up. This is going to be tough, balancing school and Mr. Robot. But no, it, I, it was fine because you don't get that much homework in the beginning of the semester anyway. Yeah, so. that, that worked out. That's just your life yeah. was just Mr. Robot for those two weeks. That's crazy, yeah, man. Holy literally. fuck. That's a, no, I don't think I've ever watched a show that fast in two weeks. Like a show that's four seasons. I don't think I've ever watched that fast, but that's, that's impressive. I watched um, um, Six Feet Under in 19 days, and that's five seasons. So yeah, that's that. Those are some crazy binges. I can yeah. I can binge pretty quick. Yeah, yeah. Um, so for me, similar to you, is like I heard a lot of hype, but it was a little different because actually I watched the pilot of Mr. Robot in university. Um, like I don't know why, like, but it was for like some class. I took a TV class in in university, and it was actually a shitty class. Like the prop sucked, but we watched a lot of good shows. Like, they, um, and Mr. Robot, we watched the pilot of. Some shows we didn't watch the pilot. We watched like season three or four, like a random episode in Orange is the New Black. So stupid. Like in a friggin' university class on TV, they're showing you a, a, an episode in the middle of a show that no one sees. Like that's not how a show is meant to be watched, like a serialized show. Yeah, they're just spoiling it. Like we watched the season three finale of Orange <laughs> is the New Black. I literally left. I was like, I don't want, like, what if I watch that show one day? Fuck that. Um, oh you left because yeah, i remember I the story but i didn't know you left yeah i literally <laughs> left i was like it was like 10 minutes in and i was like why am i watching this what if i watch this show like um it was just stupid but at least for mr robot they showed us the pilot so i was like okay mm -hmm. at least and i i'll get into this more but i love the pilot it was like incredible and then i watched a couple more episodes of season one after that class and then i forget actually i remember which one we'll get into that episode later there was an episode in season one where I was like, this is too weird. I'm done. And like, I stopped watching it. It was just too weird. Even though I loved the pilot on my first watch, I was like, I'll watch this show another day. Or I think I, I know which one. I kind of just gave up on it because it was so weird. Do you think you know which one? I think I can guess. Can I guess? Yeah, go for it. Uh, was it episode four? Yep, it was. A lot, of a lot of people jump ship. Yeah, after that that one, it was so weird. Yeah. Um, so after that episode, I just stopped and I was like, that, that one hooked me. Yeah, I we'll, talk, we'll talk more about that later, but yeah. Okay. Um, and then basically what happened was I dropped it, so I, st I didn't watch it at all. And then the same thing happened to me when season four aired. So this was what, like season four? I think it was two years. Two years after I watched the pilot in class mm -hmm. was season four started airing, and I heard all this hype. Um, and then I was like, eh, I guess I'll give it another shot. 
And then for some reason, I was just, I was in. I was all in that time. Like, I rewatched the pilot, and I was, I remember how good this pilot was. Fuck yeah. And then I just blew through the whole thing. Um, not quite a, two weeks, but I finished it. Simil- I think I finished it around two weeks. I think you said a month, didn't you? Yeah, it was around a month. It was, like, maybe just over a month. But, um, yeah, it was around a month. And I finished it in January, sometime in January. So actually similar to when you watched it, similar time. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was before COVID. <laughs> but yeah, it was, yep. it was like the last really good show I watched that I was obsessed with before COVID happened. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, um, so that's what happened for me. Um, it's kind of cool that we watched it at the same time, though. like 2019, yeah. January. <laughs> like, that's, yeah, that's funny. well, uh, 2020 sorry, for me. 2020, was, yeah, yeah, you're right. 20, I finished it in 2020, January, but I started it December 2019, I guess, yeah. Uh, okay. Like early December. So I guess I started the season one and got into it while season four was airing like towards the end of season four airing mm-hmm. um okay let's make this more interesting so spoiler talk so what are your season rankings we'll do the four seasons so in order i go uh three four two one three four two one um a little different i i go four three two one <laughs> so let's talk about this then yeah, so, i feel really strongly about season three being better than season four too i it's like game of thrones kind of comparing three and four uh three every storyline yeah. is perfect Whereas four, it's like, it's not as cohesive, but like the high moments, it's the high, the high moments. moments. And yeah. it has like the most good episodes within yeah. a season. That's definitely the boldest, definitely yeah. the boldest of the show. I'm not going to disagree with you. I think season three is the best season, but season four is just more of my favorite. Mm. It's literally the same thing that I said in Game of Thrones, where I was like, um, more standout episodes and just more parts that I like that it just, it's more of a favorite. Like, that I think you're sense. right. There's more flaws with season four that you can poke holes in, I guess, but I enjoy it more. Like I just, I enjoy season four watching it more than I enjoy watching season three. So that's why it's yeah. my favorite. So mm-hmm. I just go reverse order four, three, two, one, because each season I enjoyed the show more and more. Like I was just like, I got more and more into it with each season and season four was the most fun I had watching it. Cause it's just fucking crazy. That season. I love yeah. It. Yeah. Yeah. What, what, what do you want to say about the early seasons? Like, did you like them on your first watch? Cause I don't yeah. they, they were kind of annoying for me sometimes. <laughs> yeah. Well, and this is part of the show's style, so I can't really knock it either. But, like, some of the characters felt a little cartoonish, like, particularly the bad guys. They felt like these, like, stereotypical corporate uh, evil bad guys. Like the E-Corp guys and shit? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But it, it's fun. It's the show's style. But at the same time, if you're looking for actual drama, it can, like, diminish the drama a little bit. Right, right. So, and uh, obviously the highs uh, in one and two didn't reach the heights of uh, three and four. Yeah, so that's what makes it lower. Yeah, fair enough. Yep. Yeah, it just it really sets the foundation. But, like, what do you have? It's kind of similar to Breaking Bad in terms of it's a show where it builds and builds and builds. So, like, it's just the story is so crazy that it gets better and better for me. Um, yep. And then, yeah, I'll, I'll mention this more when we get into criticisms. But I didn't – I wasn't in love with the show in season one or two. I guess two I was starting to really appreciate it. But, like, there was just stuff that pissed me off. Like, I don't know. Like, it's just so confusing. Like, it's just like, what the fuck's going on sometimes? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, and like, I, season I'll, two in particular, I feel yeah, like. Season two in particular. I'll talk more about that and when we get to criticisms, because I have a couple of criticisms, but these are all on my first watch. Because like, sorry, we haven't talked about, like, how, have you given it a rewatch? Like, Yeah. So I think I'm like you. I think you've only seen season one and two once. Mm-hmm. Same with me. And then I've season three and four i've watched three times three times both seasons that's pretty good yeah yeah because i watched once on my own then with my brother and then actually recently uh with a friend of mine uh over winter break 
Yeah, so it's like the kind of thing where you only rewatch two of the seasons. That's how much you like those two seasons. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So and I didn't did even try to. It's just that's how yeah. it turned out. Like, yeah. that's when my schedule was free to watch with them. Yeah, that makes sense. So for me, like I said, I got my brother into it and I was telling him to watch. He doesn't live with me. He's out in BC. Um, so he watched the first two seasons like in BC and I was like, oh, cool. And then he moved back home when COVID happened. So when COVID happened, he was watching season three. So I was like, fuck yeah, that's the best part of the show. So I rewatched three and four mm-hmm. with him and it was fucking great. Uh, so yeah that's is is this uh the brother that said he thought uh the show was too pretentious during season two or was that your other brother that's yeah this is that was my other brother so my other brother the one who thought it was too pretentious hasn't finished it like he was watching season two and he thought it was too pretentious and he stopped like he hasn't Mm -hmm. even finished it and i keep telling him three and four it's Mm -hmm. incredible and he's like a show shouldn't have to take two seasons for it to get good and i was like really bro like fuck like he's just yeah i don't know what it is he finds it too pretentious he finds it yeah it's just like it's too like this is and i can see the argument i understand it i just disagree yeah it's just like one of those things where it's like it's telling you what to think kind of thing like fuck corporations and like this is like all elliot's monologues are just that sam esmail talking and like it is but like it's awesome i don't care like yeah yeah um so yeah, and then but the other brother who I got who I watched three and four with, he loved it. Like he thought it was a great show. I don't know if he put it as high as me, but he loved it. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. So okay, we can get into episodes now if you want. Um, yeah. Um, I'm guessing you have quite a bit of honorable mentions, or at I least actually a few. don't have that many. I have four honorable mentions. Um, okay. Yeah. Um, if you have more, that's fine because I had a shit ton for Sopranos. Yeah. Uh, since I don't have a single uh, episode from season one in my top ten, I listed a a bit um, a few episodes from season one that I enjoyed. Yeah, um, and then the, all the ones after that are ones that came pretty close to my top ten. Mm. Uh, so I'll just go in chronic- chronological order. So these are your like, questions. Okay. Yep. Yep. I'll start from like season one, then go up to season four. Yeah, I have them in order too, even though I only okay. have four. But <laughs> okay, I think I have nine. Okay. Yeah. Uh, just go for them. Yeah. Yep. So I have the pilot, uh, one of the best pilots ever, hooked me right away. Um, yep. Hello, friend is the title. Uh, Brave Traveler, season one, episode six. That's the one where Shayla dies and Elliot breaks uh, Vera out of prison. Right. Yeah, Vera heavy episode. That's a good one. Uh, White Rose, season one, episode eight. It's the plot twist with Darlene. Right. Elliot meets White Rose. Right. And uh, the plot twist about Elliot's dad being Mr. Robot. Then season one, episode nine, Mirroring. That's another honorable mention. Uh, We learned that um, Mr. Robot isn't real. Yep. That was I liked that plot twist a lot better than the one in season one, episode eight. Yeah. Uh, Handshake, season two, episode seven, the uh, the prison or the yep. jail plot twist. That was That's really good. good. That's a good twist. Uh, yep. Hidden process. I don't remember exactly. I just remember shit goes down in this episode, season two, episode ten, uh, and yep. the ending shot with uh, Dom in the dark army. Cisco yep. dies. Uh, yeah. That was a really good shot. That's one of my favorite shots in the whole show. Yep. And sorry, these are a lot. I have four more. Uh, yeah, no worries. Season three, episode seven, Frederick plus Tanya. Um, I really liked the shots out in the desert with Leon, Trenton, and Mobley. Those are really good shots. Um, Yeah, Trenton and Mobley die in that one, right? And they die that episode too. That's a depressing episode. That's such a depressing episode. That death scene was really well done. I really like that. Yeah, it's so depressing, but it's good. Yeah. And then this might be a shocker that I have to send as honorable mention. I know this is some people's favorites. uh, One of the highest rated. 409 Conflict. Um, Oh, yeah. Yeah. uh, That's probably like... One of the biggest payoffs in the entire show. That's a really that's a feel good episode. I really like that episode. Price dies this episode. Yeah, uh, Elliot, yeah. uh, hacks uh, White Rose. Yeah, it's a great. And then one. I have one more. Um, Exit season four episode eleven. Uh, yeah. 
and I loved this episode of rewatch. My first two watches, I'm like, I don't know if I like the direction they're going right away. Not yeah. necessarily like where they're taking it. It just feels so like that's the uh, one at the township, right? He goes to the to the plant. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, Elliot yeah. and White Rose have that like final conversation. Yeah. Yeah, but on yeah. rewatch, I'm like, "This is cinema, dude. I love this. This is cinema. <laughs> yeah, it's great. Yeah. So yeah, that was a lot of honorable, honorable mentions. Yeah, but... that was a lot. Yeah, no worries. Those are some good ones. Some of them I don't have. Some of them I do have. Um, <laughs> so I'll go through mine. I only have four honorable mentions. So I have um, season one, episode four, Demons, is an honorable mention for me. Um, mm-hmm. So the one I said that turned me off of the show on my first watch, I loved it on my rewatch. So like because of the big twist that happens, we'll get into that mm-hmm. later. I'll also say I, I don't have that as an honorable mention. I was just saying that okay. one got me into it. I yeah. mean, I don't have that one in my top 10. I, it just got me into it. Yeah, yeah. So if I first watch, I watched this. This is the one that was too weird for me, and I stopped watching. Uh, when I picked the show back up again, I just kind of appreciated that. And I was like, that, that was kind of cool how weird that was. But on my rewatch of the whole show, uh, sorry, I rewatched this episode. I told you I didn't rewatch seasons one and two, but I did rewatch this episode. Yeah. So my bad. It was after the final twist happens, I went back to this episode because there's a big twist and I was like shit like that made me rethink things uh and this episode is an honorable mention for me because just to have how impressive the foreshadowing is like it's literally insane that whole dream sequence literally foreshadows the ending of the show yeah like the fourth episode Sam Esmail knew how the show was gonna end so that's something that I just have to give a shout out to like I really love that episode on rewatch that's Um, also Sam Esmail's favorite uh episode in the entire show he said that a few times it's his favorite. That's it's really his cool. favorite episode. I, that, that makes sense because he's probably so proud of that, that he, that he was able to maintain that. And it's like so creative too. Like, mm-hmm. um, that's cool. Another uh, quick thought. Uh, Sam Esmiel ranks the seasons. He posted this on Reddit. He ranks them uh, two, four, three, one, which is pretty he likes, odd. He likes two the most. Wow. Yeah. He goes two, four, three, one. I feel like a lot of people hate two. <laughs> yeah. You have three other honorable um, mentions, yeah, right? Sorry. Ne- next three honorable mentions. Oh, no, you're so good. I, I have season two, episode seven. I think you mentioned this one, Handshake. It's like mm-hmm. the, the prison reveal. Uh, did so, you know about that? Like, I know some people had a feeling. Like, what, did, what was that? You didn't know? No, no. Yeah, so I, I feel like season two, I had a feeling something was off. I was like, this feels weird. Like, what's going on? Like, the stuff with his mom and, like, Leon. Like, why is Leon friends with him? Like, it was just weird, like, the shit going on. And I was like, something's weird. But I couldn't actually guess what it was. But when the prison twist happens, I was like, that makes so much sense. Like, it, it was really satisfying. I just thought it was like, before I knew what the twist was, I thought it felt underdeveloped. I'm like, okay, all of a sudden, Elliot's friends with this kid. Yeah, exactly. It feels weird. You're just like, what's going on? What's this shit with his mom? And like, he's always in this house and like this weird routine he has. Like, it just feels strange. And then I just like, thought it was his mental illness, like really yeah. like being taken to new heights after yeah. everything that went down in season one. Yeah, it was one of those things where like, it's a perfect twist because you like believe what's happening. You're like, okay, he probably is just going through all this weird shit, even though it feels weird. But then when the twist happens, you're like, oh my, that makes way more sense. Like it actually fits the story mm-hmm. so well. Like that yep. he, and it, like the way he explains it, like he was hiding it from the audience. Like he was like, I didn't want to let you guys know like, like that shit. It's so clever. Like that's a troll. Elliot. Yeah. It was like, it was my way of coping, like to pretend that I was with my mom. Like that's such an interesting twist in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, okay. Next on roll mention, I have don't delete me season three, episode eight. Um, mm-hmm. So that's the one one of the most emotional ones I'd say it's really deep like it's the one where he might he he's, has all those pills and you think he's gonna kill himself <laughs> because mm-hmm. all that shit went horribly wrong mm-hmm. Mobley and Trenton are dead and like obviously the building blowing up so like it's like you think he might kill himself and then he runs into that kid uh it's her brother right her younger yeah brother. it's Tre- Trenton's um yeah little brother yeah Trenton's brother and then like, they go to see back to the future and like it's just an enjoyable episode and it's um, and it's like it's deep and then 
one of my favorite moments is when he goes to see Angela and he talks to Angela and like the door and shit. There's that shot of like the two sides of the door. I really I'll just like say that. that now. That's one of my favorite shots. I was going to mention that. Yeah. Yeah. I'm actually going to do favorite shots in it. I think I just spoiled it. It's also one of mine too. Yeah. <laughs> Love that shot though. Yeah. Great shot. And then my last honorable mention is the season four premiere unauthorized. Uh, I love the season four premiere. Um, mm-hmm. uh, they fucking kill Angela in the first 30 seconds there. That shit yep. blew my mind. I was like, what the fuck? Yeah. yeah. And then something I love about this episode, I've never seen this in a show ever in my life. He literally trolls you with the credits. Do you remember that? Yeah. He trolls Elliot's you with the credits. Scene. So Elliot's like about to die. He literally puts up executive producer Sam Esmail. It's the credits. You think it's over. You're like, it just ended with Elliot dying. What the fuck? And then it shows the credits and then it comes back from the credits and he wakes up. I've never seen that shit. He literally trolls the audience. You know that Sam Esmiel is the uh, is the one that injected Elliot with the heroin. Yes, I forgot about that. That adds another layer to it. He literally yeah. says goodbye, friend, doesn't he? Yeah. He says goodbye, friend. He's the so the audience of the is show. probably shitting themselves. Yeah, I, I didn't know it was Sam Esmiel the first time I watched. Oh, same I here, that. same here. The first time I had no clue, but when you rewatch it, I'm like, that's fucking Sam Esmiel. He's literally saying goodbye, friend, to his main character, kills him off, the credits roll, and then it comes back and he survived. Like what? A some troll. David Chase shit. Yeah, that is some David Chase shit. He's like, Everyone that was guys. watching live probably knew that was Sam Esmiel, too, because they were, like, fans of the show. And yeah, keeping yeah. Up with it, if you so. were watching it week to week, that must have been crazy on your first watch. You have Sam Esmiel's mm. killing Elliot. <laughs> it's hilarious. That was your last honorable mention, correct? Yeah, that was my last one. So, season four premiere. Okay. That, can that, work, our, that works out perfect because my number 10 is 401 unauthorized. The season wow. four premiere. Another back-to-back. We have so many back-to-backs. Our it's tastes insane. are so similar. Holy fuck. Yeah, and I think this is one of the best season premieres ever like out of any yeah. show ever like yeah. there's a uh, box cutter from breaking bad there's yeah, um premiere, the season four premiere from got but this is this one's like arguably the best um i, I thought I, I don't remember the who's the blonde haired dude who he owns like he owns that firm that uh um, oh like freddie or some shit freddie yeah yeah, Freddy. yeah you're right this I, is a great episode yeah like it was just like a thrower oh and angela dies right in the beginning it's yeah, just like throwing said, from start yeah. to finish yeah yeah uh, yeah I can't, I don't have too much more to say about it because we just explained why we love this episode so much. So yeah, um, that, that's my number 10. Yeah, okay. Uh, so my number 10, I have um, Hidden Process, season two, episode 10. That's like, for me, that's the climax of season two because I don't actually like episodes 11 and 12 that much, the ones that come after. Like, I think they're okay. But like, yeah, they're for fine. Me, for me, the climax of season two is episode 10 and it's the one with the, the shootout. You actually mentioned Dom, right? At the, yeah. So that's what, mm-hmm. I don't want to spoil things, but that's one of my favorite shots <laughs> when we get to favorite shots later. But okay. um, yeah, I, I love that. And the, the tension is insane. Like, holy shit. Like the tension of that last, the last 10 to 15 minutes of that episode. I don't know if you noticed the score. Do you, do you remember the score? It's like this really like, like, no, 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 no. I can't fucking yeah. love it. <laughs> <But> like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, I, I do though. Yeah, you know the, that exact song they use? They use it a lot. They use it in the season three finale too. It's like, the, I'm into scores and shit. They use it in uh, Frederick yeah. Pastagna as well, right before yeah. leading yeah. up to... It's just the slow that, build. It's just the slow build. It's just like, no, 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 no. And like, some people don't like that, but I love it. It makes it so intense. It's like, holy mm-hmm. shit. I remember on my first watch, I was just like, when you hear that music kick in and they're on the subway and I'm just like, what's going to happen? Something big is going to happen. And yep. I, was just, I was just glued to the screen the entire time that music was going. So I fucking love that. Um, I love it. And then, and then the fucking last shot is incredible. And then, yeah, I've already mentioned the last shot and how good the score is. It's just a thrill ride. And it's my, one of my favorite episodes of season two. Yeah. What I can't remember is, I had this as an honorable mention, but what happened between uh, 
Joanna and Elliot. Was Joanna like questioning Elliot that episode? No, she was, was. He was in her house. Okay, I don't remember that part. <laughs> I only okay. remember the last twenty minutes. That's I just remember I that scene was really good. I, yeah, I, I yeah. don't remember what happened though. I remember all I remember is Elliot's on the subway with Angela, and they have like a nice goodbye. And at the same time, the music's playing. They show Elliot and Angela, and then Angela gets taken away by the Dark Army at the end, and then it goes and shows the Darlene thing at the restaurant with Dom and Dom goes to the restaurant. She oh. figures out the sketch. She's like, oh shit, the sketch is out. And she's trying to find the restaurant. Oh my God, it's so intense. The episode's it. so good. Yeah, it's great. Barely missed my top 10. Yeah. Um, at number yes. nine, I have um, 404 Not Found, uh, season four, episode four. The uh, Pine Barrens one, eh? This is, this is the Pine Barrens of Mr. Robot. And I just love how like moody and character driven this episode is. Like the tone is really good. The atmosphere is fucking great. I just yep. love... I just love character-focused episodes like that, and I don't know. A lot of people don't like this episode. Did you know that? A lot of people hate this episode. I don't hate it, but it's not really close to my top ten, to be honest. Oh, like, really? I, yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't hate it. Like, it's enjoyable, but there's stuff I don't like about it. I don't know. Like, it's just kind of, meh. Like, I, I don't remember, know. I remember watching it for the first time. Like, I never thought Mr. Robot would have, like, an episode like this. Like, I just remember, like, loving it the entire time. And, like, yeah. there's, like, that ominous howl in the distance and they don't know what the fuck it is i just remember being so intrigued by yeah. it yeah I'm like what the fuck is there's like some fucking alien out in the forest yeah. and then the ending shot like the screen turns purple and usually the ending credits are a black background with white text but yeah. this was like a white background with black text and i just remember being like what the fuck did i just watch this yeah. was amazing yeah yeah um yeah. i'll talk about the more of my criticisms but i don't actually like the ending of that episode <laughs> that's like, why a lot of people don't like yeah, it. It's they didn't do weird. Tyrell justice. They yeah, think. it's yeah. That's exactly it. It's I loved Ty it. I don't like Tyrell's ending, it. man. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I feel like they had they didn't have too much use for him in season four, anyways, which is why I didn't mind it like too much. Yeah, you're right. His role does get diminished, so it makes sense. But yeah, I don't know. There's one we disagree on. We had a disagreement. Holy shit! <laughs> we literally for agree once. on everything. Finally, interesting we, content. Yeah, we we disagree on 404 not found. I don't like it that much, and it's in your top ten. So there mm -hmm. you go. Um. Okay. Uh. That was your number nine, right? Yep. So my number nine is the season three finale shutdown. Um. That's my number nine. Um. This I like the shining. Wow, intro. man. What? <laughs> put this pretty low huh we got a lot of disagreements on this really list. you have shut down higher eh? i have shut down higher yeah okay okay i'm usually the one saying oh uh, that might be showing up for me later on <laughs> but then i'd see you yep. don't understand that yeah um okay i tried to yeah. stay away from doing that too but i had no to say I, I, I i'm annoying as fuck with that i always spoil <laughs> it i always spoil it um but uh Damn. yeah i have shut down at number nine uh i'll just say like the shining i like the shining intro but it's like it's like it's pretty much the Shining episode because they're also isolated in that cabin, sort of. Like, it's not full on like the Shining. But my favorite part of this episode is uh, Irving killing that guy. <laughs> What's the FBI guy's name? I can't even uh, remember. Uh, Santiago. Santiago, yeah. The way he fucking just goes ham on him with the axe and loses his shit. <laughs> He's like, Are you grasping this agreement? <laughs> like, to Dom, Dom. I'm yeah. going to need verbal confirmation that you're grasping the details of this agreement. Yeah, fucking fantastic. Um, just a great moment. <laughs> Holy shit um yeah just the tension's insane when they're in the cabin oh my god like all the main characters are literally in that cabin and you're like holy shit the stakes are so high it's fucking mm -hmm. intense i also love the last 10 minutes it's like when it's kind of like a throwback to the pilot when elliot's like we're gonna take down the top one percent like they showed themselves like when he's talking to mr robot in the mm -hmm. subway that just yep. gives it gave me like vibes of like the pilot him and mr robot in the subway talking and shit it's just the way they close out season three is great it's just 
you're really pumped and it's just a fucking great episode so much tension crazy shit happening in that cabin so yeah number, that's my number nine yep yep so good pick for number nine uh number eight i have uh season two episode six master slave sitcom mm-hmm. episode mm-hmm. and I, I remember this is the episode so we both didn't love we liked season one, seasons one and two but we didn't like we didn't yeah. love them yes yeah i, mean, I agree I was waiting for Mr. Robot to become like all time great television. And I remember watching this episode. I'm like, this is something special. This is like something I haven't seen before. This is like all time great stuff I'm watching right here. Yeah. I'm like, are they going to do this for the entire episode? I had that thought too. I had that thought too. And, but they did it for quite a bit longer. It was like half of it maybe, or like maybe a little more. The first like 25, 30 minutes was like yeah. sitcom yeah. stuff. Yeah. And I just, but I remember the second half was good too. Uh, it was like a hacking episode too at the same time. Uh, mm. And do you remember like Angela's on her computer and Dom comes up and starts questioning her and she sees something's off with Angela because Angela was like doing something. Yeah. She was like hacking or something. I don't remember what she was doing. Yeah. You remember that part? Sort of. <laughs> like half maybe. <laughs> Not really. Because that, that's like, that's an underrated uh, aspect of the episode. Um, yeah. Both the the sitcom half and that half of the episode were really good. So overall, it's just a really great episode. Yeah, fair enough. Uh, I wish I would remember. I wish I would explain that better because I, I I just remember the second half was really good too. Yeah, no, fair enough. For me, I just think of that as the sitcom episode, so I can't remember. The other that's stuff. what it's remembered for. Yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, that's a good pick. That was your number eight. Yep. Yeah. Your number eight. Okay, so my number eight. Um, I have Kill Process. That's season three, episode six. Mm-hmm. Um, so this episode is just a fucking thrill ride. <laughs> so uh, season three, episode six. Yeah, it's just. There's just both stories are insane. So there's the stuff with Elliot trying to stop the building from getting blown up. And then there's also Dom going to the restaurant and like trying to find out what's going on with Tyrell and shit. It's just so epic. Uh, One of the funniest moments is (laughs) Elliot. He's like battling with Mr. Robot to take control. And he's in the computer room and there's some random guy (laughs) just on a computer chilling. And then he turns into Mr. Robot who like destroys all the computers and shit. And then the guy's just like, what the fuck's going on? Yeah, and then later on, he hits his head. He's like running. <laughs> Some guy's like, "You good, man?" And he's like, "Yeah, I'm fine." And he keeps running, and then he turns around, and then Mr. Robot takes over, and he hits his head. That's so fucking funny. And what- one more thing about kill process: the the twist, that twist at the end. It's like he did it. Fuck yeah! And then he watches the news, and it's like they fucking blew up a building. And Elliot's like the shot of him looking at the TV. It's so such a gut punch, man. That twist. It's like fuck. Yeah. Like you really feel the weight of that. It's like damn. Yep really good yeah so you can go to your seven yep yeah so at seven uh i have don't delete me honorable mention of yours um, yeah honorable mention for me yeah i loved the cinema like obviously the mo- this one this movie was i mean this movie this and episode was like watching a movie that's how good this show is it's just a movie <laughs> yep every episode's a movie but this one exactly. in particular the aspect ratio was like a like oh yeah I don't know what it's called but it's like a movie style he fixed the s he changes the aspect ratio i forgot about that yeah uh i thought the color schemes were really good like when he was on the ice cream truck i thought the colors were like really visually yeah. pleasing and yeah. this episode had a really good aesthetic and then yeah. this is the episode with the shot between um angela and yeah. elliot i briefly mentioned that the door yeah you did shows both sides of the door one side's red one side's black it's beautiful yeah i think it's uh red and blue isn't it maybe you're right it's blue yeah i thought it was red and black but maybe it's blue yeah yeah elliot's is uh red and angela's half is blue i, I don't know what the the cinematic choice was for was it just cool or like was there well, i'm sure he had some type of reason oh man it's a deep episode because it's about like elliot almost kills himself and then right. this this little boy makes him realize he enjoys people's company like 
human connection is like something still worth fighting for kind of thing. Mm -hmm. So he goes to talk to Angela. I can't remember their exact discussion, but like it's about, I think he shows two halves because it's like this is human connection kind of thing. It's like they're okay. they're they're back to back against the door. That's my interpretation. It's a fucking great shot and it's a deep episode. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. It's a good pick, man. I, I should have put that in my talk I think they, I think they talk about a story from when they were kids or yeah, something like that. Yeah, that's what it is. You're right. She talks about a story when they were kids because they're childhood friends. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. That's what it is. Yeah, I just fucking that's one of the episodes I'm just like, this is this is cinema. This is cinema. Yep, fair enough. Yep. So I have Don't Delete Me at seven. Okay, cool. Yeah. So uh, seven for me, I have, I think this was an honorable mention for you. I have conflict season four, episode nine. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So that's number seven for me. Like you said, the payoff, it's like, this is the greatest episode in the whole show in terms of paying off the plot because mm -hmm. they pay off everything that was set up in the pilot in season four, episode nine, because of the way they say they took down the top 1% of the top 1%. It's just a thrilling episode. The reason it made my top 10 like, fair enough, you have it as an honorable mention, but the mm -hmm. reason I had to put it in is just how rewatchable it is. It's so fun to rewatch this episode. Like, just yep. the way it's edited, the way it's put together. This is Elliot at his best. Soundtrack. This is Darlene at her best. This is, like, their their team at their best, taking down True. the fucking... Like, they set up everything in the in those first few seasons, and they just pay it off in one episode. It could have been a series, but if this was a plot-driven show, this would have been the last episode of the whole yep. show. But since it's a character-driven show, they wrap up the whole plot pretty much in episode nine. And then they're like, okay, we have four episodes to wrap up the characters after. But yeah, this is like the most satisfying episode in terms of plot. Um, beautifully edited. I love, I love the way it's edited. Like, they make hacking so exciting. Like, I don't know shit about hacking. I don't know what the mm -hmm. fuck they're doing, but they make it so cool. <laughs> it's like, holy shit, they're going through all the bank numbers and like the way yeah. they edit it. There's a really good one shot. I love one takes. There's a really good one shot of them going into the building like the, oh, yeah. uh, like the party and also the Trump reference. Did you get the Trump reference? Donald Trump is in there. Yeah. I love that Trump reference. It's just some guy and they're like, yo, just make him look like Trump from the back. It's yeah. Just cause Sam Esmail hates Trump. I love how much he hates Trump. Yeah. So political. But uh, <laughs> yeah, it's just fucking great. Yeah. That's yeah. Such a, such a fun episode. Fucking love it. Yeah. Oh, one and more thing. Price. I love Price. He's so petty in this episode. He just gets Price drunk. is awesome in this episode. Price is, this is Price's best episode. He just gets hammered and he's just being petty mm -hmm. towards White Rose. He's like, fuck you. Like, I, I wish I could remember some of his lines. Fuck, he has so many good lines. Oh, I wish Something I could wrong, that. old sport? There you go. That's one good one. <laughs> old sport, the way he says it is so funny. Oh, fuck. I don't think we've gotten drunk oh, together. I remembered one. He says something about all this. A little pipsqueak in a hoodie. Like, from a little pipsqueak yeah. in a hoodie. Such a good line. Oh, it's such a good episode. And I love um, how, like, the first 20 minutes or first half of the episode, um, we don't see Elliot. We see Mr. Robot. And then yeah. when White Rose starts talking about Angela, it cuts to Elliot's face. Elliot came back. Oh, man. That's one of the most beautiful shots. Like, the way yeah. that's put together. I got chills thinking about it. Oh, I get chills. You know what? It, you, you actually mentioned it. I should go more in depth. The score, man. The score for this episode is the best in the whole show, I think. I think when, this it, is the, when they're Mr. finding Robot, the accounts. Yeah. Mr. Robot's music is the best in this episode. Because there's it's not only that moment, the moment you just said where it transitions from Mr. Robot to Elliot. The score is great. There's so many good score moments while they're hacking. Like the intensity of it. And then the music when Price gets shot towards the end. And like the epicness. Like the moment when they take them down. The music's great. Like the music's fantastic. It stops. It stops when Price gets shot. And I love yeah. that. Yeah, but just before that, I think it's pretty epic. And, like, yeah, it's just so – the music when um, the F Society video comes up, that's a great score. When it's F all the same like, score. It, exactly. It's like a one montage pretty much. Exactly. It's so good. Fuck, the music's great in this one. Um, 
the, the reason I have this as an honorable mention is on my first watch, I remember being kind of like, it's like the timing of that. It's not the content of the episode. It's the timing of the episode mm-hmm. and the context. I'm like, okay, so what now? It feels like yeah. they wrapped things up a little too early. Yeah. I, I'm not confident in the direction of the show. Right. And that's another reason I didn't um, love Exit right away. I'm like, I don't know. I'm on board. This is cool as hell, but I'm not really sure if I yeah. trust where they're going. So just your first watches of those episodes lowered them a little bit for you. Yeah. And the first watch is always the most crucial when it comes yeah. to like, like rewatching episodes can always change your mind, but it's the first watch that really cements like, I agree, like where I agree. places yeah. it. Yeah. First watch is the most important for sure. Yeah. Yep. Um, okay. That was my number seven. So what do you have at six? So at number six, I originally had this one at number nine, but I'm like, I like this one too much. I have to bump it up a little bit. I think this is a good spot for it. Probably my sixth favorite. Uh, 405, Method Not Allowed, season four, yeah. episode five. Usually this would be an episode where you like the most on your first watch because it's mm. just an action episode pretty much. Yeah. But I loved this episode more than ever on my most recent rewatch when I watched it with my buddy. Um, yeah. It's just so fucking good. It's just, it's a classical Mr. Robot thrower. Mr. Robot does uh, thrower episodes better than anyone. Yeah. Heist episodes better than anyone. Yeah. And this one, just amazing. Uh, obviously it's a no dialogue episode. I'm sure you knew that. Yeah. Did you notice that on your first watch? I always ask people that. Did you notice? Well, no, because there actually is two lines in the show, yeah. in the episode. So I didn't think of it as a, a no dialogue episode. I thought of it as an episode with little dialogue. Yeah. So like, but on your first watch, did you notice how little dialogue there was? Or were you just like, that was a great episode? No, no, true. Not even that. Yeah. I didn't even realize that really. Because yeah. I was so invested in like, yeah, the actual so, like, that's action a good point. Of the- yeah, I'll talk more about that when it comes up for me. Once okay. again, I'm spoiling shit. But <laughs> no, I knew I knew it would come up yeah, for you. It's yeah, yeah. But but yeah, that's cool to know that you didn't pick up on it on your first watch. You were just like, that's great. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. But did you know? I'm sure you noticed this too. You love the show just as much as I do. Uh, the first line of the episode is "We don't have to talk." The yep. last line of the episode is Vera going up to Krista. I think it's time we talk. Yeah, I remember realizing that sl- uh, shortly after I finished. Yeah. Yep. So let me get into like why I put this episode a little lower. Um, yeah. yeah. I thought I'm not a fan of like last minute saves. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Like it's, it's, it's probably one of the more unrealistic episodes. So I get it. Yeah. And I'm not even talking about the chasing. I thought the chasing was pretty realistic for the most part. I loved yeah. the fucking chasing. That was thrilling. Yeah. I'm talking about when Elliot and Darlene, it's right before they run away. The security yeah. guard is like walking up and down yeah. as slow as possible. What the fucking? I got to agree walks, with that. Yeah, he clearly sees no one is in this hallway. Yet he walks down that specific hallway. Like, dude, walk down the middle aisle and check every hallway. Like, as you walk forward. Yeah, for me, the worst part of that is when he when the lights go out. He takes out the power. Like Elliot gets the power out, and he has his flashlight, and he just slowly walks around with his flashlight. Dude, you should be running. Like, it dude, ruined the episode for like, me. I'm like, should, dude, you should, be, you should be running around. Like, where's the fucking? Where are the people hacking us? Instead of walking slowly, you're right. Yeah, it made me fucking pull my hair out. And since I knew it was coming on my rewatch, I'm like, okay, it's whatever. I know I'm, yeah. I can't be too frustrated by this. I just, on my first watch, I'm like, dude, this is ruining the episode. What the fuck is this? Yeah, yeah fair enough. But, yeah. but everything after that was gold. Yeah, if that part bothered you on your first watch, I totally get why you have it a little lower. Yeah, because I didn't even notice that on my first watch. It was only my rewatch where I'm like, okay, there's a lot of unrealistic shit in this episode. <laughs> yeah. uh, what was that for you again? Uh, that was number six. Four yeah. or five method not allowed at number okay. six. So uh, my number six is one you already mentioned, uh, Master Slave, season two, episode six. So the sitcom one. Um, so yeah, uh, here comes uh, <laughs> another counter for unique. I say unique way too much. So any any listeners. It is unique. Who, yeah. See, the good thing is like 
people who find that annoying, it means that they're actually listening to every episode. So <laughs> I'm saying unique too much, but here we go. Here, here's my first right. counter for unique. So Master Slave, one of the most unique episodes, one of the most unique things I've ever seen. Like to have a serious show, like Mr. Robot's so dark and intense. And then it literally just starts and it's a sitcom. I was so confused my first watch. I was like, what the fuck's going on here? And I then loved it, it. It, you know what? My, honestly, I think the hardest I laughed in the entire show is the intro. Like they do a sitcom intro. It's yeah. like starring Rami Malek and he's just like smiling and like Angela's literally crying at her mom's grave and she smiles. So she tries to be serious and then she starts crying again. Yeah, yeah. Like that intro of a sitcom and then it's like Mr. Robot and like they're a family and shit. It's so funny. I like, Gideon I, with the newspaper and on the front of the yeah. newspaper, it's like it <laughs> Gideon dying. It's like he died and then he's like, oh, he just shrugs. It's so <laughs> fucking funny. Um, and then there's just so many hilarious moments. Like they fucking keep punching Darlene and knocking her out. <laughs> yes, that was one of my funny scenes. They like, keep yeah. punching Darlene. It's like it's literally they just turned a serious show into a sitcom for 30 minutes with an actual laugh track. Like I've never seen anything like this. It, it, it blew my mind on my first watch. I was like, I was enthralled. Exactly. I was like, I can't believe they did this. Uh, it's just inc- incredibly entertaining and incredibly rewatchable and one of the craziest things they ever did. And I, I laughed so hard for 30 minutes of that intro, like the whole time I'm just dying in that sitcom part. And it's also brilliant because it actually makes sense. They're not just doing it out of nowhere. It makes sense. Mr. Robot explains to him. He's like, he put Elliot in like a nice place while he was getting beat up. Like mm-hmm. he was protecting him. So he sent him to a comfortable place where there's always these funny one-liners and jokes. And that's why it's a sitcom. It's fucking brilliant. I think this is the episode where um, Elliot hugs Mr. Robot too, right? Like he falls in his arms. Yeah, or, or it might episode... be the one before. It might be the one before. I, if if anything, it's the episode after. But I'm pretty or sure after, it's the yeah. sitcom. I'm pretty yeah. sure it's the sitcom. Like the way episode. He, the way he takes his beatings for him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That was a really emotional moment. Yeah, really like yeah. Moment. When he when he hugs him. Yep. Okay. What do you have at five? So at five, I have. You had this at number nine. I have shut down R, the season three finale yeah, at number five. Yeah, the one you said I put too low. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So you mentioned um, four nine conflict is yeah. like the biggest payoff of the show. Yeah. For me, I felt, well. You, you prefer this one. Eh? It Fair depends enough. on which aspect of the show you're paying off. Yeah, but, yeah. Um, they pay off season three perfectly. So I fair, fair enough. I thought season three paid off the entire first three seasons really well, though. Like mm. all the stuff between. So when I describe why I like season three better than season four. Uh, yeah. season three feels more like it's paying off um, the entire show. And don't get me wrong. Season four uh, pays off like the Elliot versus white Rose parts of the show. Yeah. Pretty well. And other stuff like that. But season four feels like more of an epilogue to season, the first three seasons. Whereas. Yeah. Like you think season... they could have ended the show after season three. Well, maybe not necessarily. I, I, it does feel like um, they wrapped up so much in season three. Whereas season four it had very little to wrap up the their goals were a lot more focused whereas season yeah. three there was a lot more moving parts i yeah, feel fair like enough. it's really just the white rose thing like they did the fact that they didn't take care of white rose in season three it's like yep. okay now we're getting so you're right season four is literally just about that it's like doing character stuff and then oh we got to take down white rose so i get what yep. you mean there's more going on in season three that's true mm-hmm. yeah but shutdown r um just wraps it like the five nine hack gets reversed. That ending scene was like amazing. I love yeah, that. Really yeah. love that scene. You the mentioned this last ten minutes is great. Yeah. Yeah. You mentioned the scene on the subway, and I loved like the Dom and Santiago plot coming to a climax. That was so good. Yeah. When Dom, yeah. when Santiago punches Dom in the parking garage, I'm like, holy oh, shit! This is this is getting intense. This is getting high stakes, dude. Like this is getting really he intense. Just, he just kidnaps her. Yeah, that was intense. Yeah. And I thought Darlene was gonna die this episode i was like pretty confident I'm like yeah. this is gonna be devastating i, I was feeling, genuinely like 
it was nerve-wracking that yeah. barn scene yeah it's pretty intense i like the stakes are so high all the main characters are in that barn it's pretty crazy and probably like the greatest musical moment or one of the greatest musical moments in uh mr robot is uh so you know hans zimmer's time yeah uh matt quayle uh he does a uh a remix of that cover and it, it plays over the that entire montage where oh, uh, really? it's revealed that uh price is angela's dad and uh. Uh, then leon kills uh well leon kills those dark army guys and then it's revealed that uh that's like the slow like strings they're like duh, duh, yeah duh. that's time <laughs> he does a remix of i know exactly I what you mean uh i realized it right away and i instantly started crying dude that's like one of the few moments in the show like that i started tearing up well i didn't like fall and cry but i teared up really hard i'm like yeah. and then it cuts to elliot it shows elliot he's like super scared he thought darlene was gonna die mm-hmm and like that entire montage is like beautifully done. Uh, Angela don't like her character, but Portia yeah. Doubleday is incredible in that yeah, scene. She's a great actress. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, what were yeah, you gonna say? I was just gonna say that's crazy because I'm so into scores, and you just mentioned that piece of music. I literally like downloaded that piece because it's I forget what it's called, but there's a name for it on the track of Mr. Robot. Um, it's called like Woani, I think, because that's what. That's what White Rose says. Like, it means, like, goodbye, whatever, when he lets his friend die or whatever. It's what mm-hmm. he says before they give the order to kill his guy. Um, so the name of that track, I downloaded, and I listen to it all the time. Never clicked with me that it's a version of time. If you try know. to listen to it, you'll hear it. That makes per- I literally did time on my YouTube channel. <laughs> like, P- shout out yeah. to Keys, Keys with Cantor, anyone listening. Go, so- uh, <laughs> go subscribe. Yeah. Uh, I played time on piano, and, like, I didn't fucking know that they did it. That's holy shit, those songs are really similar. I didn't even take that in, that it's a version of time. Okay, yeah, so good pick for number five. Um, so my number five, um, this might be a bit of a surprise. Um, I have the pilot <laughs> Ooh, at number nice. five. Yeah, yeah. So a um, couple reasons why I have the pilot this high, because most people agree how great the pilot is. You had it in your honorable mentions. But the yep. reason I have it this high, uh, I honestly think it's in my top five favorite pilots of all time. Like, it's one of my favorites so, of all time. Um, and then I don't want to get too deep here, <laughs> but uh, it really hit me hard. Like Elliot's social anxiety problems. Like in the first scene of the show, he literally says, um, I have trouble talking to people. Like he doesn't know how to talk to people. And I remember watching that in, um, mm-hmm. in my class. Remember I said, I watched the pilot in class once. And like that hit me hard. Cause like I had a little bit of social anxiety growing up, like in high school and shit. And like, that's part of why Same. I was, I was so attached to his character after that one episode. Mm-hmm. Like I remember watching the pilot being like, why do I care so much about him after one episode? Like you, it really yeah. like the, the way the inner monologue is used in the pilot and like the way he talks. Um, I, I, obviously my problems aren't as big as him. Like I didn't, yeah. snort, I didn't snort morphine. <laughs> and, and I didn't cry. I didn't like full on cry my eyes out when I was alone and snort morphine. But at the yeah. same time I had social anxiety. Like I had trouble talking to people. I was awkward as fuck as a kid. Yeah. So like, so it's just like the way he has trouble interacting with people, the way he feels alone and isolated really hit home like it's just like and like i don't know something about that pilot the way they get you invested in his character in one episode is just so impressive like i just love the pilot so much Mm. and even my brother my brother who says the show's too pretentious even he loved the pilot i remember he was like that's one of the best pilots i've ever watched and then he started to not like it as much in season two but like just the fact that that first episode is one of my favorite pilots of all time the fact that I cared so much about Elliot after one episode, the fact that I can rewatch it like any day, I think it's one of the best starts to a show. Um, I have the pilot at number five. Hello, friend. It's fucking yeah, great. That episode show. is incredible. I, yeah. I wanted to talk about how it's like in my top three pilots and what my 
other favorites. So I, I don't, I don't, I don't want to go too far into it though. Okay. Fair enough. Um, uh, so yeah, that was my number five. What's your number four? So at number four, I have uh, kill process season three, episode six, uh, yep. really thrilling. You already talked. I, I think I you had, had to say eight. Yeah. I did it eight. Yeah. So you have it yeah. there. Yeah. Yeah. So um, I don't have too much. One part you did leave out that I, I will talk about is um, no. Okay. So the cold open was the flashback between Angela and her mom. Oh yeah. yeah. That's a good flashback. Yeah. And I really like uh, how they did that scene because it's like, kind of like, it, it, it kind of like uh, explains why Angela uh, is believing all these lies. Uh, white rose is telling her yeah because white rose is really manipulative but at the same time it'd be hard to believe if angela just went along with everything so it's really good that they add that scene where um angela's mom says how there's other universes and that they'll see each other again right uh, yeah it's really good that they added that but no the scene that, right after the cold open is the confrontation between elliot and uh angela at uh e-corp mm-hmm. and that's Rami Malek and Portia Doubleday are incredible in that scene. Uh, I think it's one of the best scenes of the show, acting-wise, like top yeah. five. Yeah, you're right. That beginning is – I forgot about it. It's fucking great. Yeah. And it's a lot to process for Elliot. Like, yeah. he had just learned that – Doesn't he, like, Darlene, scream at her? He screams at her, yeah. doesn't he? He's like, oh, yeah. Pe- he's like, people are going to die. Yeah. He's like, I don't know what White Rose told you, but she's a fucking terrorist. And his yeah. acting is, like, so good. Yeah. But oh, it's that's... so much to, for Elliot to process because the episode before uh, – Darlene told um told him she's working behind his back with FBI. Yeah. Then in the beginning of this episode, he learns that uh Angela's working behind his back with a white rose. So yeah. like and then he's like, You've been manipulating me. And when yeah. he, that line delivery is so good. Like the look yeah. on his face, round yeah. milk's incredible. That's that a really good acting moment. You're right. I forgot about that scene. And then the final scene of this episode is like the gut punch, like you said, yeah. where they yeah, find the out about yeah. Yep. Yeah. So Fucking good. Great twist. Yeah. That episode is just a throw ride. Fuck. It's so yep. good. Yeah. It's one of the throw. It's like up there with the method not allowed. It's just a throwing episode. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so that was your number four. Yep. So my number four is one you already mentioned method not allowed. <laughs> you literally just said it. Yep. So method not allowed season four, episode five. That's my number four. Um, so yeah, the no dialogue thing. So I'll go a little more in depth here. Um, this is probably my favorite episode on my first watch. Like my first watch when I finished the show, I think this was my favorite. Like, I was fucking, so basically I remembered halfway into the part when they're in the building, like they're in the building and all that shit's going on after they've got by security and shit. I had that thought. I was like, has there been any lines? Like, I was just like thinking to myself, has anyone talked? And then like, I just, from then on, I was like, they're actually going to go no dialogue. Like, holy shit. I couldn't remember if there was none in the first half, but I remembered from that point on that I realized I was like, taking note of how there was no dialogue and i was like the visual storytelling here is insane and yep. then the chase happens and i was like holy fuck like i started laughing when he runs from the cause he just like runs down the street there's that really uh, cool shot where it pans out and he's just like running down the street it's fucking such a good shot um i really yeah. wish i could put this one higher it's yeah. just that no, one scene dude. i understand on my rewatch that scene pissed me off i was like okay also another really annoying nitpick there's a part when uh Elliot, or sorry, Darlene leaves her phone with the security guy, and instead of the security guy saying, hey, he literally whistles at her. Like, that feels really unrealistic. Like, you would, you would say something. You wouldn't, it's just like yeah. they had to keep the no dialogue thing, so he whistles. He goes like, instead of saying like, what, she would be like, hey, you left your phone, is what any normal person would do. He like mm-hmm. whistles at her, and it just feels, on rewatch, almost, yeah, on my first watch, I didn't notice it. That's a testament to how good this episode is, is on your first watch, it feels real. Like, mm-hmm. it's not a gimmick. It's not like, oh, we're going to do this cool thing. It's like, no, this episode's so good that they didn't need dialogue. <laughs> it's like that intense. Yep. Um, a, good, a good trick they did because uh, 
obviously Angela uh, Darlene had to talk to that guy when they when she first walked in the building. So a good trick they did. They showed that scene from Elliot's perspective outside because he was standing outside good at the point. time. Good so point. I'm really yeah. glad they were able to do make use of that scene yeah. somehow without that's dialogue. A, that's a great point. Um, they found a way around it there, but then their other way around the it whistle was to, scene was to have a whistle and like it just slightly annoying it's not a big criticism yeah it's, just, it's not completely unbelievable yeah. but it's like yeah that on my rewatch it's just like yeah really <laughs> but yeah, the bigger but... one you're right the bigger one is him walking with the flashlight like what the fuck are you doing man yep. just like catch the people don't walk slow in slow motion um i also yeah. really like the scene where um elliot's what it's when elliot first sneaks in and he's running down the hallway and there's oh, like yeah. this there's like this music i don't remember uh what the score is or what the music it's is good, but though. it's really yeah. good Anytime you see Elliot running, you know that scene's fucking amazing. Yeah, Elliot running is the best. Oh, yeah. this is what I thought. There's a scene with him running down the hall where the music's so intense. And I was, I remember I had this thought. That's what I just said. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, that, that's, that's the scene I was referring to. I didn't the, like realize the blue you, hallway. Said, you said blue hallway? I don't remember you yeah. said blue hallway. My bad. Yeah. What, what, okay. Or maybe I, I thought I did. Anyways, yeah, we'll, well leave that in. That's funny. That, that scene with him <laughs> running down the blue hallway, I remember having this thought. Dude, this guy's a superhero. Like, that's what it felt like. It was like, yeah. this guy's a hacking superhero. Like, that's what it felt like. This guy's yes. like a fucking superhero. I but, love um, that scene. Yeah, yeah. Something about the vibe you get with him running. It's just like, fuck yeah. Um, and then also the shot when he's in the doorway towards the end of the episode, and he's holding the door when the guy finds him. And then the, the guy's face comes in the glass. Yeah. That's such an intense moment. I was like, oh, shit. Like, yeah. And um, then he busts the door open to like, yeah. oh, that scene is so good. And uh, I'll briefly mention this. I'm kind of spoiling for favorite shots. The descending staircase. Oh, yeah. yeah oh, I completely yeah. forgot. Yeah, that's yeah. one of the, that's probably yeah. like arguably that's, the best shot. We'll talk more about that when shots come up. But yeah, that fucking shot of the descending staircase. Incredible. So yeah, this Methanol Labs number four for me. Just, it's my second favorite. Like, Mr. Robot's a big show in terms of um, like technical achievements. It's my second favorite technical achievement. The fact that they did no dialogue for an entire episode. Um, and I think we'll have the other one, yeah. <laughs> probably both of us. Uh, so what do you have at number three? Yep. Yep. Uh, so the best technical achievement of the show is yeah. Runtime Air. I, I have, have the same three. I have the same number three. I think we're going to have the exact same top three. Um, so yeah. <laughs> I think so too. I have I think Runtime so Air at number three as well. Yep. Uh, let's both talk about Runtime Air. This is arguably the most well-directed episode in TV history. I agree. Well-edited, well-directed. Greatest technical achievement in any show that I can think of. Ever. Like, in, like, I'm sorry. Like the, I used to think it was Battle of the Bastards, but this one tops no, it. Battle of the, Game of Thrones is a massive HBO show that has a huge budget. So yep. it's a great technical achievement, but this is a tougher one. I honestly think this is tougher because oh, yeah, easily. it's a random USA Network show, and Sam Esmail just busted his ass to get this shit done. Mm -hmm. If you read the behind the scenes, how hard they fucking worked on this episode to get it right, it's insane. Like, Yep. I always used to think it was Battle of the Bastards until I watched this episode. I'm like, mm -hmm. nope, this is the greatest fucking cinematic yeah. masterpiece ever. Yeah, I just want to mention, um, you've seen True Detective season one, right? Yep. So do you remember the my one first one shot ever? Yeah, that's th that I'd that's ever what I mean. seen. I remember, I don't know if it was my first one, but that was like my favorite one shot. The one at the end of True Detective season one, episode four, I think it is. Yep. Where I was like, I was just, I was just going nuts. I was like, holy shit, there's still one take. All this shit with Matthew McConaughey, like in the house and like, I was like, this yeah. is so intense. Holy shit. And then I remembered this episode starts and I'm like, holy shit, they're doing that same thing from True Detective. Like, and it, I love when it pans during the credits, like Mr. Robot yes. comes up and there's this long pan in the yep. hallway. Oh, I remember so watching good. that with my brother. My brother's like, because he knew there was a one-shot episode at some point in the show. Oh, and yeah, he's like, spoiler. this is it. Yeah, but he's like, he get, 
it didn't ruin it for him. He's like, this is the one. And he was like, holy shit, this is fucking amazing. Yeah, yeah. I, I had no spoilers. Now that I think of it, I had zero spoilers about Mr. Robot. I think that's why I love it so much. Like, I had no clue where things were going, like, what the best episodes were. Like, all I knew was, like, people loved it, and that was it. <laughs> so, like, mm-hmm. when this episode yep. happened, it fucking blew my mind. Like, I, what am I, um, fuck, what was I going to say? Oh, yeah, one funny thing is that my brother, the one who loved the show and watched the whole thing, he didn't fucking know. He literally watched this episode, and I was like, dude, you know that was one take, right? He's like, oh, shit. He didn't even realize during the episode it was one take. He was like, oh, now now did I think? That shows how good it is. You don't even think about it. It's not like flashy, here's a technical achievement. It's about the story, but Mm -hmm. it's just that good. Obviously, I noticed it on my first watch. I was like, wait a minute. We have a trained eye for it. We have a trained eye. We're like, it's been one take this whole time. Wait a minute. And then you just realize how they do it the whole time. It's insane. You notice as soon as he gets out of the elevator, it's still one shot. Yeah, yeah. And this, the ups and downs in this episode, man, like how intense it is. He's running through the fucking building. All the protesters come in. Like, oh my yeah. God, it's just so He good. learns about Darlene. This, that's, that's what puts it above Method Not Allowed for me also. The story on top of the technical achievement is just what makes this an overall yeah. like insane yeah. episode. The story is pretty good too. You're right. And I love how it like half of the episode, you're following Elliot and then it switches to Angela. Like it's so brilliant, right? Because it's one take and they're like, oh, we need to do more than just Elliot. How are we going to transition between them? Oh, we'll transition with all these protesters. Like it just follows all yep. the protesters. It's brilliant. Like, and what's so insane? So, like the first twenty-five minutes is Elliot. The last twenty minutes is uh, Angela. Yeah. When we're following Angela, and she's like opening the elevator. I don't know if you caught this. You could see Elliot sprinting down the hallway in the background. I didn't know that. Fuck, dude. I ca- I caught it my very first time. I'm like, wait, that was Elliot. So they <laughs> like, never that's... show. They never show him get back in the building, do they? Because um, they meet up at the end. Doesn't it end with them both in the building at this together? Yeah, he sneaks back. Yeah, they don't yeah. show him sneaking back in the building. I'm like, sh- wait, he's back. Yeah, exactly. So they show him leave and he talks to Darlene and then they follow all the protesters in and then it's all about Angela. And uh, then Elliot the went end, in with the protesters. I'm pretty sure. El- yeah, so then the ending scene, Elliot's like, hey, Angela. So you're saying there's a shot of him in the background? That's crazy. Yeah, Fuck. and it's it makes the... It, it's a really small detail that just elevates the episode completely. Oh, that's insane. I, I, I honestly want to rewatch that episode right now. Like, fuck. Yeah. It's so good. Um, it's just, like, it just elevates, man. Like, that's what this show does is, like, it takes, like, a... I'm not saying the story's shit. Sorry. Like, the story's great. But, like, it just elevates it so much. Cinematography carries, The definitely. cinematography carries this episode. Like, obviously, without the technical achievement, this would probably be, like, probably in my honorable mentions, to be honest. But, like, the technical right. achievement just... It's insane how it's one take. I love it. Mm-hmm. Um, also, the score is pretty good. Like the yeah. one, two, three, when they're in the yeah. elevator. Oh, yeah. I remember that opening is great. Yeah, it's so intense. And I think it happens another time the next time they're in the elevator. I don't remember if they yeah. do it again. But yeah. It's, oh, oh so yeah. Good. Yeah, it's so fucking good. There's one shot that I'll t- – I keep spoiling my favorite shots because we're going to do that later on because the cinematography is so good. There's one where it goes between the building. Do you know what, what I'm saying? It shows like outside yep. and then it goes back in. I love that shot. And like the overhead of Angela running down the hall and like mm-hmm. she opens the door and it's overhead. Fuck, yep. man, it's, in, it's insane how they pulled that off. I watched a video on how they made uh, that episode. Oh, shit. And There's a behind the scenes video? Yeah. They, Yo, it shows how that, they. I can me, link man. you. I, I can link watch you. that. I've never seen any behind the scenes of Mr. Robot. I've seen some bloopers, but I've never seen like Sam Esmail behind the scenes working on it. That's crazy. I want to watch yep. that. Yep. Yeah, I'll have so, to yeah. link you after we finish this episode. Yeah, sounds good. Um, so, do we have the same order for our top two? Let's. What are, what's your number two? So at number two, you had runtime error at number three. Yeah, yeah we had the same okay. number three. Yeah. So at number two, I have the series finale. At number one, I have 
proxy authentication required. Exact same for me. <laughs> so our top yep. three is the exact same. That's funny. Because we had a good amount of, of differences. But our top three, just hands down, these are the three best episodes of the show <laughs> for me. Uh, yeah. Which one do we talk? So let's talk about the series finale. Easily. Because it's our number two. Um, so yeah, what? Yeah, for me. Hello, I, Elliot. Hello, Elliot. Yeah. Um, I just want to say this is probably my, in my top three favorite series finales of all time. Um, I'm trying to think what the other two are but <laughs> it's up there basically is what i'm saying this series finale it's the it's only arguably time in, in my top three too yeah it's the only time in, a, in the whole show i teared up i never teared up in the whole show even though i was so invested i never teared up except for the last 10 minutes of the series finale that's when i started slowly tearing up like a little bit because like it's the way his last monologue when he says we're the part that changed him blah 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 and then like it gives that music is so good and he's in the building where it all starts like that's where like the corporation shot and the pilot is from i don't know if you remember like that scene in his mind like that yep. conference room yep. like and there's a shot of his whole family standing and it's like from behind and it's each member of his family the music plays that's when i started to tear up i was like the show's coming to an end and it just hurts yeah. me, you know it's like fuck you just get sad you know and they end it with even in a better, arguably even a better scene right after that when yeah. Elliot's in the movie theater and he's oh like crying. God. Yeah. Oh, it's, that he's is like cinema. Watching, he's that is watching cinema, his dude. life. He's watching his life. It's beautiful. It's like, yep. that is cinema. You're so right. Um, <sighs> fuck. This, I could go into this finale forever. So what, what else do you want to say? Basically, um, I was about to just add to the scene we were just talking about. Yeah. Hello, Elliot is the perfect way to end the show. Oh, it's perfect. Yeah. That line is, I remember in complete satisfaction watching that scene. I'm like, they did it. They stuck yeah. the landing better than I could have imagined. Yeah. You know what? I think I, this is why Sam Esmail's favorite season is probably season two is because when you think about that ending, it's saying, hello, Elliot, this show is all about the characters. And mm -hmm. like, I think season two is probably the most character focused episode. Like there's not that much plot. It's, it's like, exactly what he said. Especially the first half. The first half is like all about just Elliot's headspace. <laughs> like it's pretty great. Yeah. So like, I can understand that. But anyways, back to the mm -hmm. finale. Fucking great stuff. Um, but the part that actually makes me get the most emotional of the series finale is the mastermind reveal. Mm. And, and, uh, I, I almost brought this up earlier, but I wanted to save it when we were talking about, uh, the time remix, yeah. um, you know, this is the, it's, uh, the interstellar, uh, theme track, right. That plays over the scene and Macquail does a remix of it. I didn't fucking know that either. He, <laughs> I, and that's another song that I was like, fuck, that's a good score. This one's even more noticeable than time. So time dumb. I was giving so much praise to Matt Quayle for like original music. And it's like, he just did these cool remixes, which are still great. But like, it's just funny that I didn't realize that was Interstellar. I also play Interstellar on my channel. Check out my yeah, channel. Yeah, exactly. I, that's what I was going to bring up, but I, didn't, I wanted to save it for the series finale. Yeah, discussion. good call. Good and call. dude, that I cry every time. Every rewatch, I have cried. And it's see, and you see Elliot. He doesn't want to like accept what Chris does. Oh, oh. I'm going to yeah, the entire montage just makes me want to cry. Pretty yeah. much is what I was yeah. saying. I don't know if I cried during that montage, but I got chills. Like, dude, the amount of chills I got when it's like I've never seen a show do that. Like, can you think of a show where in the last episode they give you flashbacks of the entire series to explain the entire show? Like, I've never seen that. It's just like here's everything you've experienced in a new way. And it's without just like, it, it's brilliant. And they did it. They did it without it feeling like exposition either. Exactly, because it's in his mind, and it's like he needs to know, right? Like, yeah. That's why Mr. Robot can get a lot away with a lot of scenes that would normally be exposition. But since we're yeah. seeing it through Elliot's perspective, it doesn't work yeah. as exposition. It works perfectly. Because yeah, they set up in the first episode of the whole show. The whole show is about Elliot's mind. We hear his monologue. Like, it's all about his thoughts. 
So yeah. the fact they can do whatever the fuck they want as long as they say it's in his mind, like, and it's fucking so smart and like, oh, that I felt like a tribute to the show. That yeah, montage felt like a tribute. I'm like, this is that is like my favorite scene of the show, probably. I think, I think that's actually think my that, second favorite scene. But yeah, um. that that fucking montage, and it's like Krista explaining, like he needed like someone to protect him, and like going through all the fucking personalities and like. The old, like, and then you just realize he was a personality the whole time. What a twist. Mm-hmm. I had no clue. Like, that blew my mind. And, like, what I love about it is a lot of the twists in season one, two, one and two, especially, I was confused. I was like, what? And I had to think about it. With this twist, it made sense to me. Like, I remember finishing the show on my first watch, and I understood it. I was like, mm-hmm. so the whole time he was a personality, and it just made so much sense. Because, like, he's such a superhero. Like I said, he feels like a superhero. It's like he created this hacking superhero persona. Yep. It's brilliant. It's fucking insane. Yep. Because the the show always had that, that outlandish superhero aspect to it. Like, the, yeah. these people feel yeah. like, more like Elliot he, in particular. The way he pulls off all these hacks is insane. And, like, it's because yeah. he had this personality that was obsessive. It was just all about saving the world, saving the world, fucking hacking, 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 like, yep. doing all this shit, taking everyone down. Like, that's all it was. It's crazy. And that twist makes the show feel more grounded. Yeah, yeah. Because they it's kind a- of explain why his character felt just slightly cartoonish. Yep, for sure. Um... It's fucking brilliant. <laughs> it's fucking know. amazing. Yeah, one thing I want to and, add, actually. Oh, sorry, go ahead. No, no, go ahead. Uh, I was just going to say, uh, one thing I love about this finale is, so I've talked about how it, like, it, it, it changes the whole show. Like, one twist changes the whole show, and it begs you to rewatch it. It's like, rewatch mm-hmm. me now and have a new perspective. And, like, yep. it's fucking brilliant the way, like, I've never seen a show do that, where it's like, it ends, and you're like, you would, you would get a whole new interpretation of the entire show if you rewatch it. And like, mm-hmm. I guess for some people that's too much. Cause like people don't like rewatching shows. Like we're pretty big TV nerds and like, it's a lot of commitment to rewatch a show, but like mm-hmm. for, I think that's why it's such a popular show among people who love TV because it like, it's, it's made for hardcore TV fans. The way yep. you can like get a new interpretation out of everything. It's brilliant. Like I, I always say this, Mr. Robot is uh, the art house film of TV shows. Like it yeah. is like, the yep. most art, art house TV show out there. Yep, and it's mostly because Sam Esmail is a massive cinephile. Like he just he yep. took he watches a shit ton of stuff, and he just he had so many films that he like that influenced him that he puts in this like The Shining, Back to the Future, obviously Fight Club, the big Bill. one. Fight Club's the big one. Yeah, Kill Bill. Like literally every film that he loves, he's like he had, he got, and it's not like plagiarism. Like people say, like oh he rips off stuff. It's like no, he took all these great things and he made his own thing with it. That's what he did. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, Fucking, I love you, Sam Esmail. <laughs> I hope you listen. I hope you. I hope you watch this. I'll add I you on Twitter. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we'll we'll give He's, it a shot. He interacts on Twitter quite a. I've yeah. interacted with him on Twitter, so yeah, dude, was, the shit worked with Peter Gould and Ray Seahorn. We never really talked about that, yeah. Fucking yeah. Ray Seahorn and Peter Gould from Better Call Saul liked our tweet. I don't know yep. if they listened to it, but they liked our tweet. They know we talked about Better Call Saul. They that acknowledged this, us. That makes this whole podcast worth it. If no one listens, who cares? Fucking Peter Gould knows we talked about his show. I'm happy. Yep. <laughs> that's all i need yeah. i can have five viewers as long as peter gold exactly. and Ray Horn acknowledges exactly. us. yeah kim fucking wexler responded like fuck yeah i love and hopefully it. the same happens with sam esmail dude yeah i love you sam please please like our tweet <laughs> and listen to this listen to how much we love you please i know you're probably not listening up to this point but listen to this please yeah we love you <laughs> <laughs> just fanboying hard as fuck yeah okay holy shit i just realized this is only our number two <laughs> Yep, I, I can't wait. Number one. I can't wait to talk about number one, dude. Okay, yeah. Are but, we ready but to go what, into it? What, one more thing I love about the yeah, series finale. I, I loved the conversation between uh, Darlene and Elliot. Oh, the final one. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. It, it it felt it felt very uh, sisterly and brotherly. 
yeah, it felt like very, you could like really feel like the love between uh, yeah, yeah, their yeah. sibling connection. Uh, yeah, yeah. Just the the one. This is the last thing I'll say on the series finale. It's like a one, two, three punch of like greatest scenes in the show for me. The way they close it mm-hmm. out. So you have yeah. the, the one we just talked about. Obviously the flashbacks. Like that's where I got chills. I got chills. I was like, holy fuck, this twist is insane. They're giving you all these moments from the show. You're just your mind's blown. Then they have the one you just talked about, like the Elliot Darlene. I started to get emotional. I wasn't tearing up yet, but I was like, okay, this is deep. They're saying goodbye. Fuck, like he loves her. And then that's probably why I tear up in the end. Because then it goes into his mind. And it's like the music comes in and it's like they're in the conference room where it all started. And he's like talking to you. He's like, hello, friend. And like, he says like, that was a dumb name or whatever. And I, that's when I start to get emotional. And I teared up a little bit. When he's, he has that last yep. monologue, I'm like, fuck, this is so beautiful. And he's like... If only you let go too, or whatever the fuck he says, we like, have to both no, let go. No, I don't want to. Yeah. <laughs> it's like so intimate, man. Like, fuck. Elliot feels like a real person. The way I talked about Tony Soprano feels like a real person. It's the same thing with Elliot. Like, even though you can argue the show's unrealistic, it feels like he's a real person. The only problem is Rami Malek's really famous now, but like, mm-hmm. still, it feels like Elliot's a real person to me sometimes. Yep. Like, it, That's what's so great about Mr. Robot, because the fact that we're, his, uh, we're Elliot's friend allows the viewer to connect with the show and the and his character so much more than any other show yep. like mr robot's basically cheating they're making yeah. us our his friend yeah and i actually remember sam Esmel talked about how inner monologues get like a cheap like people laugh at them and go it's just for exposition such bullshit oh just to explain what they're thinking like just to explain to the audience but he talked about how he tries to make it more than that. He he's an unreliable that, narrator yeah, too, so he, it's not explaining exactly. everything. He thinks an inner monologue gets a bad rep, and he's like, okay, I'm going to show you how it's done, you know? Like, this is how you do a good inner monologue. It's all crazy. This person's crazy, and you're really in his head, and, like, it's fucking nuts. Um, so good. Uh, off topic, but the early seasons of Dexter had really good inner monologue. I was, I was going to say that. Yeah, Dexter is one thing where I was like, they took the Dexter thing and made it better. <laughs> yeah, because like the Dexter thing can get exposition, expositiony at times. Like it's yep. funny, but it, it does get expositiony mm-hmm. sometimes. Yeah. Yep. Okay, ready to do our number one? So we had yep. the same one: proxy authentication required. Fucking cinema. That's yep. all I got to say. Cinema. This is arguably uh, the greatest episode of TV ever. It really yeah. is. It's it's, 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 it's in my it's in my top five. Yeah. Yeah. Same. Um, told in five masterful acts. Every act is fucking. When you talk about top five scenes in the show, each act could be uh, in the yeah. top five. Yeah. Literally. That's a great adjective. Masterful. Have we, has either of us said masterful in any podcast yet? I don't no. think so. That's the no, first but that's the best way masterful. to describe it. That's a perfect way. It's a masterful episode. You're right. Fuck. Um, it has the best dialogue out of any episode in the show. It has the best uh, acting. Easily the best acting. Okay, so um, we have uh, – who plays Vera? Uh, oh, let me – let me get, I got this. I got Elliot, this. Elliot. Elliot Villar. Elliot Villar. Elliot Villar. Shout out to Elliot Villar. He, I remember he tweeted out that he was campaigning for best guest actor in a show. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I don't know why I saw it because I'm not even on Twitter, but I remember seeing it. And I was like, mm-hmm. fuck, I know this guy's not going to get it because, oh, we haven't even said fuck the Emmys. How many times do we say fuck the Emmys for Better Call fuck Saul? Fuck the Emmys. Fuck the Emmys. They didn't, Mr. Robot did great in season one. And then after season one, it got nothing. It's like people just stopped watching it. Like what? It the became fuck? too challenging for people. It's like, oh, too much crazy things. Sorry. And then no critics yeah. watched it. Like, did any big critics talk about the show? Like, fuck, no. Season four was a masterpiece. It didn't get any nominations. It's just yep. not popular enough. It's like, fuck. It's too art house. Mm. That's a, that's exactly what it is. Yeah, too art. House. Season season one was more of a hacker drama. It was focused on there was like some like 
psychological aspects, but yeah. it's really focused on the ha- everyone's like, oh, this this really cool hacker drama. Like, yeah. dude, this they is a psychological hack- thriller. Yeah, dude. they just think, oh, make hacking is cool now. Oh, cool, cool hacking show, and it's like yeah. it turns it turns into a character psychological thriller, and they're like, too weird. Sorry, like dumber than a box of rocks. Yeah. dude. <laughs> it, just, it just proves the Emmys. The Emmys really are. I know we said fuck the Emmys too much. They're toxic. They're they're not only are they toxic, it's a popularity contest. That's all it is. It's, oh, what show are people watching that they all love? That's what it is. It's a popularity contest. Yep. Even though sometimes they reward good shows like Breaking Bad, it's because Breaking Bad was popular. That's the only reason. Like, most of the time, it's just yeah. what people are watching. Like, Game of Thrones winning for their shit seasons. Like, it's so stupid. Yeah, what the fuck is Peter Dinklage winning an Emmy for season eight or whatever that shit yeah. was? Yeah, yeah. He, you know what? He, he won. Uh, he robbed Rami, Rami Malek. Yeah, oh, I was going to say, this is way off topic because it's not even Mr. Robot related. So, you know Jonathan Banks, his I Broke My Boy speech? He was nominated that season. Peter yep. Dinklage beat him. And it was season five or six where he just has one-liners. Like, and Peter, on. Dinklage, Peter Dinklage said, Jonathan Bing, Peter Dinklage is a big Better Call Saul fan. I don't know if you knew that. Oh, that's awesome. I love him. Yeah, I love this guy. And he's like, Jonathan Banks should have won. He was amazing in 5-0. Oh, I wish I fucking read that interview. Damn. I have major respect for Peter Dinklage that he like he knows that episode and he's a big Better Call Saul fan. He's like, oh. Jonathan Big should have won for that episode. Fuck, we should I should edit this into our Better Call Saul one, even though we already released it. <laughs> yeah, if you can fit it in there somehow. Yeah. Fuck. Whatever. This will stay in Mr. Robot then. Who cares? Maybe Anyways. a stretch. Add it to the GOT yeah. criticisms. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. Anyways, back to we yep. were just saying quick fuck the Emmys before we talk about proxy authentication regard because Mr. Yep. Robot season four deserved fuck it. I would. This is what I I would give. Uh, Rami Malek, best actor. Sam Esmail, best director. Sam Esmail, best writing. Uh, probably Vera, best guest actor. Probably yep. White Rose, best supporting actor. Uh, maybe even fucking Price, best supporting actor. Maybe fucking Darlene. Like, dude, this sh- fucking show is insane. The they editing, fired on all cylinders. They fu- everyone deserved a nomination. The show was a masterpiece. Um, most importantly, this is the most visually pleasing season ever. Probably. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. Uh, no, but anyway. Uh, sorry, Emmys. sorry for anyone listening. Yeah. We're gonna talk about proxy authentication required. Now. Yeah, we just we just like saying fuck the Emmys. Okay, so Th- this is how it episode. started though. This is how it started though. I'm gonna get this uh, thought out real quick. Uh, I, since I don't know all the actors' names off the top of my head, I'll just list their characters: Elliot, uh, Vera, Krista, and uh, Mr. Robot. Give yep. their best performances in the entire show. How rare is it that like all four characters give their best performance in the entire show within one episode? Because the episode's so intense and heavy. It's like yep. everyone had to bring their A-game. That's why. Yep. Everyone had to be on their A-game. It's a whole episode in one place. So this is obviously a really depressing episode. This, the way it's told in five acts, each act is meant to represent the um, five stages of grief. Yeah, I knew that. I yeah. don't know if you knew that. I read yeah, that. I don't after. know what the. I, I didn't know that during the episode, but I read that after. Same. I was like, even more brilliant. Fuck yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know what the stages are off the top of my head, but the fact yeah. that it, it that uh, that's really cool in my opinion. Yeah, it's brilliant. Yeah. Um, act two, Christian Slater gives the performance of a lifetime yeah. when he comes out to talk to Vera. Yeah. He's like, I'm not someone you push around with the gun. I am the gun. Yeah. Oh. Christian Slater is, just gives me chills that entire episode. Dude, fuck it. The guy who plays Vera, too. Oh, my God. Like, the way he tells stories and shit, and, like, oh, my yeah. God. It's yeah. so fucking good. And then, obviously, we can get into Act 4. Like, that twist. Act you, 4 is... Yeah. I'm just going to say now, Act 4 is the best scene in the entire show. Yeah. Yeah, it's up there for me. Um, yeah. For that, me. It's, it's devastating. It's, like, 
I had no clue. Another twist, I had no fucking clue. Like, people say there was foreshadowing. I had no fucking clue Elliot was sexually abused. Like, that hits hard. Like Makes so much sense, too. It makes a lot of sense why he's so fucked up. And, yeah, it's fucking brilliant. Because I don't know if you remember, in, uh, in Don't Delete Me, he's cold open. Uh, Elliot's reaction to a lot of viewers, it's like his reaction to his father's death yeah. doesn't really make sense. Why yeah, does he not care? Why is he so a, mad? He's such a dick to his dad throughout all those flashbacks. And then it makes perfect sense. His dad fucking, uh, it's so good. And like that makes the final twist even better too, because the final twist being that he was a personality the whole time. It's like he was such a broken person that he created all these personalities. Like it makes to sense save him. that a fucked up person who was molested had dis, what's the disassociative identity disorder? Bang, yeah. nailed it. That's the name of the, the thing he has. It's disassociative yep, yep. identity. Like yep. having different personalities. Dead. Yep. So yeah, that's why he has that. Because he was sexually abused. It makes perfect sense. And it's so mm-hmm. sad that Mr. Robot was created because he was so fucked up and he, he imagined his dad being his friend. His dad mm-hmm. was such a monster that he imagines this version of his dad that's his friend. Like what a because brilliant... It- his dad did molest him, but there, there was, it's really complicated. It seems really complex. There was times where they did get along. And I know sexual abuse victims have even yeah. talked about my sexually abusive father. There was times where we did get along. Yeah. And it's Elliot like yeah. compartmentalized all the good memories into his memory and then blocked out all the bad ones. Yeah. Yeah. So he painted this picture of his father in his head. So yeah. in all of the flashbacks in the early seasons, we see this good version of his dad. Yeah. That yeah. Elliot saw. Yeah. Yeah. And so, then he puts, he puts all these good thoughts about his dad into this version called Mr. Robot that he's friends with and that helps him and that saves him and that he has someone to talk to because he's so fucked up and lonely. And it's like, it makes perfect sense. Mm-hmm. Uh, act four though, the way Krista slowly, she has to slowly reveal it to him because that's the only way he'll process it properly. Mm. But the way uh, she slowly reveals it to Elliot and the dread just builds and builds throughout that scene. And Elliot keeps saying, no, no. And yeah. the dread just builds, and it's fucking like, yeah. oh, God, it's, it's it, terrible Rami, to watch. Rami Malek's acting as he slowly and slowly gets more and more devastated and starts sl- slowly tearing up. That's his yeah. best performance in the whole show. It's incredible. That's his best performance of all time. That is, Rami Mal- that is peak Rami Malek. Absolutely. Out of every movie I've seen, that's, he hasn't yeah. done anything better than that. Oh, yeah. Dude, I, I'd say five to ten Mr. Robot scenes are his best work in his whole career, to be honest. Like, I honestly yeah. think it's his best stuff. Like, he hasn't yep. been in that many things. He wasn't that famous before Mr. Robot. Mm-hmm. And then, obviously, Bohemian Rhapsody won the Oscar. He's good in it. But, like, I think Mr. Robot is better, to be honest. Because he's just doing it. He's doing an impression of Freddie Mercury. I'm not trying to shit on it because, like, he did a good yeah. performance. But, like, I honestly It's easier think, to mimic a real-life person. Yeah, yeah. He's great, Miss Bohemian Rhapsody. I don't like the movie that much, to be honest, but his performance mm-hmm. is really good. And like, I honestly think he's better as Elliot. I think he's it's better acting and it's tougher acting. Yep. Yeah. Um. Oh, also like Act Three when he's trying to sit, Vera's like, "Tell me why I shouldn't kill Krista," and Elliot's yeah. like pleading, and he's like I trying to think because like, I, I need her. her. Yeah. Oh, it's such a good moment. And then like he starts tearing up. He's like, "She helps me." It's yeah. oh, it's so good. Yeah, so, so act good. four masterpiece. I also want to talk about act five when Vera, act five. Vera's monologue about like you are the storm. Oh man, that hits hard. And like Elliot starts tearing up. He's like, I don't want to go on. I remember having the thought, is this show gonna fucking make Vera his ally all of a sudden? Like I was like, what the fuck? It's like, like, please don't. This guy's yeah, awful. Don't do that. And then he just gets killed. And I was like, oh, <laughs> Krista just kills him. Another part. So act four wrecked me. 
but then in Act Five, when Elliot's like screaming out the window, it act it, it wrecked me even harder. I'm like yeah. this dude is going through so much Those pain shots right now. Of him screaming, man. Oh, he, and Vera's like, "Let it out, bro!" Like, That's when I'm like, "This is Ozymandias, dude. This yeah. is Ozymandias." Yeah, it's Ozymandias quality. Even you could argue it's better. You could, you could argue yeah. it's better. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. In terms of like the quality itself, like. Um, yeah. The uh, only reason uh, I'd put Ozymandias ahead of it is story-wise, it's a bigger. It's more yeah. rewarding because the been, whole show it's been built up. Yeah, that's what it yep. is. It's like but I, I, think I enjoy as, rewatching Proxy Authentication required more. I was gonna say that as an episode of television, uh, Ozymandias is a little better just because of the way it pays off. But as like a standalone episode, I think Proxy Authentication required is a better achievement. Like in terms yep. of a standalone episode, yeah, mm-hmm. it's the best. It's the most masterfully crafted episode ever. I think, mm-hmm. and I just the way it's constructed and the way it's. Yeah. I haven't Such even mentioned piece. Rear Window. So, like, we talked about how Sam Esmail is inspired by all these films. Have you seen Rear Window? It's like I have not I, seen Rear Window. I, I watched it in university. It's like a Hitchcock film, and it takes place in one in one room, and that's what he got inspired oh, nice. by. He's like, he's like, I'm going to do a Rear Window. Like my that's version. awesome. I'm going to do my version of Rear Window. It all takes so place that's in a one bottom room. movie, huh? Yeah, it's, a, it's an all-in-one <laughs> apartment. Yeah, it's about a murder that he sees across the street. It's really fucking good. You should watch it. Um, that sounds compelling yeah yeah rear window is great it came out in like the 60s bro like it's fucking impressive <laughs> oh uh, shit yeah hitchcock's a beauty uh <laughs> hitchcock yeah beauty. Such a <laughs> uh, okay proxy authentic oh sorry fuck proxy authentication required is the best bottle episode ever that i've yeah. seen yeah brilliant okay i think that's enough masterpiece yep. uh this show is art <laughs> I feel like there's go. so much more I could say about it. Yeah, uh, man. Shit. We've been talking for a while. Though, like, yeah, we've been talking well, for a while. Let's just sum it up. This show is art. Like, you've been saying this show is cinema. I'll be saying this show is art like 10 more times. Mm-hmm. Um, one, th- one thing I just noticed that's kind of funny before we move on from our top 10 episodes. I just noticed. So my season rankings were 4, 3, 2, 1. This is a complete coincidence. My episode rankings, I had four season four episodes three season three episodes two season two episodes one season one episode that's so funny i think i might have the same one two okay so i have five season four episodes okay uh four season three episodes and one season two episode yeah so that really just you really justified why you have four and three as your favorites i really justified why i had the exact order because everything hit like four three two one that's so funny okay let's do a quick recap so after that hilarious coincidence i just noticed so yeah what, what were your top 10 Go for it. So at number 10, I have 401 Unauthorized, the season four premiere. Mm-hmm. At number nine, I have 404 Not Found, uh, season four, episode four. Mm-hmm. At number eight, I have Master Slave, uh, season two, episode six. At number seven, I have Don't Delete Me, season three, episode eight. At number six, I have 405 Method Not Allowed, uh, season four, episode five. At number five, I have Shut Down R, season three finale. At number four, I have Kill Process, season three, episode six. At number three, I have Runtime Air, season three, episode uh, five. At number two, I have Hello, Elliot, series finale. And, and at number one, I have uh, Proxy Authentication Required, season four, episode seven. Good list, good list uh, for me. Number 10, I have Hidden Process, season two, episode 10. Number nine, Shut Down, season three, finale. Number eight, Kill Process, season three, episode six. Number seven, Conflict, season four, episode nine. Number six, Master Slave, season two, episode six. Number five, The Pilot, Hello, Friend. Uh, number four, Method Not Allowed, season four, episode five. Uh, number three, Runtime Air, season three, episode five. Number two, Hello, Elliot, series finale. Number one, Proxy Authentication Required, season four, episode seven. Yeah, we had the same top three. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, and then 
few differences. You didn't have the pilot and you didn't have conflict, right? Both item preventions. Yeah. Yep. So there you go. We had eight out of 10 were the same. Oh, no, wait. You didn't have hidden process either, right? Yeah. Because uh, so I had four on one unauthorized above that. Yeah. 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 So yeah, there you go. So we had, and you had don't delete me in your top 10, right? Yeah. So yeah, we had seven out of 10 were the same. That's pretty cool. Mm -hmm. Yep. So three differences. Um, we usually have quite similar tastes, but yeah, there you go. Um, okay. We can go on to characters. Okay. So yeah, top five characters. So what do you have for your top five? You can just go honorable so, mentions so five I'll, to one. Yeah. I'll list my honorable mentions. Uh, Krista. Love Krista. Krista. We, just, we just don't get to, we just don't get to see enough of her. Like, mm. but she, I love Very her role minor. on the show. Yeah. Great. She's I'll, like the Melfi of the show. She's I'll, the Melfi of the show. That's something I read is that, all the therapy stuff was very influenced by The Sopranos. Like Sam Esmail loves sense. The Sopranos. He, he thinks he watched, Sopranos is the best show ever. Yeah, yeah. He literally watched The Sopranos, loves it, and he's like, I'm going to do a little bit of therapy inspired by Tony and Melfi, and he does Krista and Elliot. Yeah, it's brilliant. That's so good. I love that he – and it's very uh, – you can tell. That oh, yeah, you can inspired. tell. Yeah. But uh, Krista, Vera. Um, yeah. I'll also say right now I have White Roses as an honorable mention, but Vera's my favorite villain. White Rose plays okay. a bigger role, but Vera, I just yeah. his presence, I, yeah. his presence, his presence. Yeah, not as big as impact story wise, but just in in yeah. relation to Elliot, I love yeah. his character more. Then White Rose, uh, Irving, Irving's fucking hilarious. He's Irving's terrifying. Great. Yeah, uh, Bobby Canville, Canavale? I don't know. How, uh, oh, Bobby Cannavale. Yeah, I think it's Cannavale. Bobby Cannavale. He was in yeah. The Irishman. He's been in a bunch of shit. He's great. Yeah. I've never heard his name pronounced, so I've only read it, yeah. so I didn't know how. I think it's Bobby Cannavale. I could be wrong, but yeah. probably. I don't think that would make no sense if it's pronounced yeah. Cannavale. I, I was. I remember one name that I pronounced many times, and you kept asking me about was uh, Lena Lena Hetty, and mm -hmm. I remember I remember looking it up, and I was wrong the whole time. I kept saying Lena Hetty, and it's Lena Hetty. I was wrong. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, "Fuck, I'm not good with actor names." Mm -hmm. yeah. uh, and then Dom. Uh, she got on my nerves sometimes, but I like Dom. She's a good character. I liked her story. And I, dude, I, yeah. and I don't like Angela that much. I didn't list her as an honorable mention. I love her story, dude. but yeah. Angela is not on. It's like, dude, you're dumb. Or on, you're dumb. That's one of, we'll get into that with criticisms later on. Seriously, she's one of my criticisms. She's <laughs> insufferable, dude. Like, dude, shut yeah. up. When she's screaming yeah. outside Elliot's window in like season one. Oh man, there's uh, more I can get into. No, I'm like, dude, shut the fuck up. He's clearly not home. I mean, he was home, but like, why would you assume he's home if you just keep like, dude, shut up, yeah. go away. Yeah, I'll get more into her when we give criticisms. Tyrell's another honorable mention. He came the closest out of everybody. Okay. Tyrell's uh, an honorable mention for you. Yeah, okay. he, he would be number six, but he came very close. Okay. So at number, at number five, I have uh, Price. Fucking love Price. Price? Uh, Price is in your top five. Cool. And I love how yeah. at first he just seems like, I thought he was like a pervert at first. I'm like, I just thought, yeah. But like, they made uh, his character make a lot more sense, especially with the season three finale. You know what? You know what I? Yeah, yeah. Actually, never. Mind. I'll say it when my list comes up. Keep okay. Going, sorry. Yeah, but I just love um, the actor who plays him is really good. Uh, yeah, yeah. Michael Christopher. I'm I'm weird with I actor names. Know. I, know, I, know, I, know, I know. I know. I know actor names sometimes. <laughs> yeah, Michael Christopher. He's a writer too. He's not even like acted that much. He's more. He's mostly a writer, which is crazy. Oh. He's so good in this show. That's pretty cool. I didn't know that. He's a damn good actor, though. I'll tell you that. Yeah. Uh, yeah he's number, at number four, I have Darlene. And she really grew yeah. on me throughout the show. I did not care for her at I agree. all early on. I agree. Season four yeah. in particular, I'm like, I love this woman. So at number four, I have uh, Darlene. <clears throat> at number three, this is a really minor character, but he's so fucking likable. Uh, Joey Badass. 
as Leon. Leon's your number three. Hey. Leon's my number three. He doesn't really have too much depth, but this dude is the coolest character on yeah. Mr. Robot. He's one of those guys. Far. Every time he shows up, you're like, fuck yeah. I agree. Yeah. I mean, he's I someone you want. I don't agree putting him at number three, but I agree he's awesome. Like that's that's fair yeah, enough. I just had to in terms of likability, and it was on my rewatch, especially watching rewatching season three and four. Even though yeah. he really shines in season two as well, yeah. rewatching season three and four, I'm like this dude is the yeah. fucking shit. This yeah. is a dude you want on your side. This is the Mike Ermintrout of uh, <laughs> yeah. Mr. He's Robot. Mike with less depth, but he's Mike Ermintrout. I agree with you. He's great. Don't they drive the same car too? Maybe. Holy shit. Similar cars. <laughs> I, yeah, dude. He, he just does all the dirty work. And Joey Badass is incredible. Yeah, it's so fun. Yeah, I love when uh, like celebrities that aren't actors come into shows and they just knock it out of the park. Like KG yeah. and Uncut Gems, uh, yeah. Joey Badass and Mr. Robot. Yeah. Um. Yeah. yeah. Leon's number Tough. three. Top two. And I'll talk about Leon in, in one of my favorite scenes and one of my funny scenes. That dude's just fucking go. Every yeah. word that comes out of and he's like really philosophical too. Like yeah. Character-wise, he doesn't have that much depth in terms of personality. His, his Seinfeld obsessions, hilarious. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like uh, as a character, he doesn't have that much depth, but the things he says are profound, and I just yeah. love. I fair love enough, it. man. Sometimes you just love a minor character that much. Like fair enough. Mm-hmm. And then uh, at number two, uh, I know you and me had some controversy yeah, around this. We should mention this. We we had a debate <laughs> before we did this list where we were like, "Hey, make a top five character list." We were mm-hmm. like. Do Mr. Robot and Elliot count as different characters? Because technically they're one person. But we decided for discussion's sake and to make it more interesting, we are going to count them as different characters because they're portrayed by different actors. So yep. that's the main reason. It's more interesting because they have a different dynamic, right? So yeah, they're different characters. I think yeah. that kind of spoils what your top two is, but go ahead. Yeah, yeah. so by that, I'm sure you could, yeah, I was just about to say that. By that, you can tell what my top two is. I have uh, Mr. Robot at number two and I have Elliot at number one. Mm-hmm. I think Christian Slater... I think, okay, Rami Malek's a little better, but I've debated whether or not Christian Slater's the best actor on the show sometimes. Yeah, I would, I would say they're equals in terms of how good they are at acting, but I'd say Rami Malek's better in the show. He has more to do. Like, he's yep. in so many more scenes than Christian Slater. Like, he really is the lead of the show. It's all about Rami Malek. Mm-hmm. So. Yep, but he has a more dramatic he, role to play. Slightly. Exactly, he has, he has more of a role to do. And he, it's more work, and, like, he has more to do. That He's the standout, yeah. Mm-hmm. But Christian Slater's just as good as him. He's fantastic. Yep. Yep, so that's my top five. Uh, Elliot's yeah, also one of my, not only in the show, he's one of my favorite characters ever. Um, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Okay, so yeah, good list. Um, so for my characters, I have a shit ton of honorable mentions. I kind of combined minor characters and like other characters. So these are just like a shit ton of honorable mentions. I have Philip Price. So you had Price in your top five, right? Yeah, he was my number five. Yeah, so Price is an honorable mention for me. Probably my number six, I'd say. He was closest to making it. Um, mm-hmm. Just a great character. I love how he changes. Like, you just hate him in the beginning. <clears throat> and then they kind of, season four, he's honestly an ally of Elliot. Like, he's a, mm-hmm. you're rooting for Price in season four, which is crazy because he's such a piece of shit. Starting at the end of season three more more so, yeah, I think. I guess the Angela stuff. When Angela, yeah, you're right. He's kind of, he becomes, it's just the more White Rose becomes the main villain, the more you start to like Price, I'd say. That's, that's yep. kind of how the transition happens. Also, really, um, uh, this wasn't one of my favorite episodes, but in the penultimate episode of season three, when he, me- when he meets with Mr. Robot and Tyrell, yeah. that was a really good scene. When he comes to the house. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a great scene. Wellick. Wellick. Yeah, Wellick. <laughs> that's the thing I, yeah, I, biggest thing I have to mention about Price, his voice. I fucking love his voice. Mm-hmm. What a great voice that guy has, man. Holy shit. Yeah. He should be like a radio guy or something. Like his voice is just soothing. Yeah. He's got a yeah, great voice. I agree completely. Yeah. 
It, it's kind of like a shaky old man voice, but it sounds it still sounds smooth at the same time. Yeah, like it, it's it just sounds it's it's pleasing to listen to. Yeah, very satisfying sound. <laughs> His voice is great. Um, and then I have Tyrell as an honorable mention. So I I probably would have put Tyrell higher if he. I just don't like him in season four. I just mm-hmm. don't like. He was such a critical part of seasons one and three, and then in four he just I don't know. I I he would have made my top five if he was better, but he just. He didn't quite get there. He's really His, kind of, he's also kind of a ripoff of um, American Psycho. Have you ever seen American Psycho? No, but I, yeah. I've seen, I know who you're talking about. Yeah, Christian Bale and American Psycho. He's literally just the same thing as that guy. Like, he's just crazy and he always smacks himself and shit. And like, <laughs> he's a good character. It's just not quite enough to make my top five. Great performance and I enjoy title a lot. His season um, three story is by far the best in my opinion. Yeah, he has that yes. backstory episode. Yeah, that backstory episode's good. Yeah. Um, and uh next honorable mentions these are all pretty minor characters so i have leon <laughs> as an honorable mention very mm-hmm. minor character but i love leon uh vera obviously Vera's great he's an honorable mention irving i have irving so bobby cannavale Same. you had him too yeah yep a uh, great honorable mention and then <laughs> this last one's hilarious so uh do you remember bill bill i love that guy <laughs> yeah poor bill man Poor Bill, bro. I just, you know what I wrote? I almost cried. I almost teared up a bit. Yeah, you know what I wrote for that audible mention? I wrote Bill, and then in brackets, guy who Elliot shits on. (laughs) (laughs) Bill, give me someone that matters, because you don't. Yeah, he's just like, if if you died, would anyone care? Doesn't he say that? I'm just like, oh. And he really makes him, and Bill actually like, he he actually makes Bill think about it. Yeah. And Bill's like, like, shit. That's one of the, like, brutal – I just – you got to give a shout-out to Bill that he went through that. I feel like I'm so sorry for Bill. And then he, he's just this big cat guy. They start going to his Facebook, and it yeah. just rips your heart out. And then there's a scene of him in the dream sequence. Do you Episode remember? Episode 4, Season 2. Yeah, the dream sequence when they're all having dinner. And, and Elliot like, hugs oh. him, and he yeah. starts crying. I'm like – I actually teared up a bit. I'm like, I was, that's – I was so happy when they brought Bill back. Yeah, that's a sad scene when he's just imagining – that entire scene is Elliot's like ideal life. Yeah, he wishes like, he could correct all the things he's done. He wants to just live peacefully with his friends. Like, dude, that that scene gets to me, dude. Yeah, it's his um, it's his fantasy. It's his fantasy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Um. Okay. Yeah. So those are all my honorable mentions. Fucking um, Bill, man. Yeah, Bill was my last one. I had to get that in there. <laughs> okay, so number five, I have White Rose. So you didn't have White Rose in your top five. I have him at number five. I I thought White Rose was a phenomenal villain like one of the best not like one of the best but just a great villain his yep. bd bd wong is the name of the actor he's been around a while phenomenal i knew about actor. him in law, law and order before i watched yeah. what, uh mr robots yeah so i knew who he was going into yeah. the show i didn't know him at all to be honest like this show is my introduction to him and i looked up and I'm like yeah he's been around a while and he's fucking great as white rose um the, his introduction scene so good in season one his introduction scene yeah and, like the fact that he plays two different characters like he plays white rose and then he also plays jang minister jang yep and yep. like the way he goes between those just a phenomenal villain. It's one of those villains where every time they're on screen, I'm like, oh shit, like you're interested in what's happening. Did, did you um, like his uh, backstory episode? In, or I liked like, it. Her, I don't know how I should her, refer to Her backstory, her. Yeah. yeah. I liked it. I liked it. Honestly, I didn't think it was like my favorite episode, but I liked it. Like, the it way was it, interesting to me. I, I love the shot of, um, this is actually isn't in my favorite shot, so it's good to bring this up now. It's uh, the shot of when his, his partner kills himself, right? Mm-hmm. And then there's a shot of, a rose with his blood on it. With the blood on like, it, yeah. And it's like white rose. It's fucking brilliant. Oh yeah. my god. Yeah. Did, um, did he get the name then? Is that I what? I think so. Maybe not. But I thought that was like a little tidbit where it's like that's where he's named White Rose. Is there's blood on this white flower or whatever the fuck? Yeah. Yeah, it's brilliant. Um, okay, number four, I have Darlene. You had Darlene at number four too, didn't you? 
yeah, so same number. For me, it's the same thing. I didn't like her in the beginning. That's why she's a little lower. Seasons one, eight, even two. I didn't like her in season two. I think she was so kinda, edgy. Yeah, like, she's fuck just off. Like, she's just this edgy, like oh, like I just like say fuck. badass things. Like I'm, a, I'm a, like, <laughs> one of those girls who's like, oh yeah, like what's the fucking word? There's a word I'm a for fucking that. anarchist. I yeah. hate the world. Like fuck off. No, but I know you're saying that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That, that wasn't annoying. what you were saying. Yeah. yeah, but she gets better. Is what I'm saying. Like seasons three and four, I loved early. She's fantastic. She's she's so critical to like them taking down White Rose. Like she's a badass. Like she gets shit done. She mm-hmm. teams up with Elliot. She's so critical. She's enjoyable. I, I end up I end up loving her. I think she's a great character. Um, this might be weird, but I have number at number three. I have Dom Dom DePiro. Nice. She's my third like favorite Dom. character. I love her. I think she's a phenomenal mm-hmm. character. Season two. That's one of the best parts of season two, in my opinion, because Dom would not be a good character in seasons three and four without season two. Season two establishes how good Dom is. Like, it's all the stuff with her and the FBI. It's, it's, she carries her own plot line, which is fan- phenomenal. Because later on, we'll get into Angela. And Angela is someone who's great when she's with Elliot. But when she has her own plot line, it kind of falters for me. I don't know. Like, but yeah. where, whereas Dom can carry her own plot line. Like, I loved her in season two. She's mm-hmm. great just a great introduction to her at like this FBI agent and you just start to like her more and more. And it like, it makes the show more morally great because you're rooting for Elliot, obviously, but you're also rooting for Dom, even though she's kind of trying to catch them. Yep. Um, I just fucking love Dom. She's great. And this is probably what makes Dom's character good. But in terms of likability, it's why I left her off. Like she's really naive and that's part yeah. of her character. Yeah, and that's I like, can, I can understand people who don't like her, but I, yeah. Yeah, that's, that's a good point. She does make weird decisions here and there. Yeah, but I, yeah, I and it. she has like this uh, world. She has like this weird like. Uh, it makes sense because she's an FBI agent, but she has like this weird uh, worldview where like the law is sacred. Like Chuck McGill, the law yeah. is sacred <laughs> yeah. and above all. Yeah, sounds like Chuck. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But she's I don't know. I just I also enjoyed the fact that they make her lonely. Like I think that adds so yeah. much to her character. She's yeah. like a lonely person who has no life. Her whole life is just the FBI, and like it Damn. just made her more interesting. Like it's, she's more of an interesting character. The way they add that layer to her. Damn, I really want to add her now. Just like yeah, it's all good. It's 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 recency bias. Whoever I'm thinking yeah. about at the time, I'm like this person's yeah. top five. Yeah, no, I actually like that you have Leon there. It's like fuck it, Leon's too good. Yeah, uh, fair enough. Um, one thing I want to add about Dom. Fun fact: I don't know if you know this. You probably do. Uh, Grace Gummer or Gunner? Fuck, I can't remember her name. But the actress, who plays her? the actress who plays her is Meryl Streep's daughter. Did you know that? You didn't. Know I thought that, that was eh? a fucking meme, dude. I you thought that was a joke. That. I thought it's she just real. looked like. Doesn't she look like Meryl Streep? That's actually her daughter. Yeah. Yo. It actually Meryl Streep's daughter is Dom. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, that's a head bust, eh? <laughs> bro, I did not know that. <laughs> yeah, you're like shook. You're like looking away. You're like, I'm look at you right now, bro. <laughs> I, can't, I can't even process. I'm gonna need some time to process this. It's not even that big of a deal. I don't know why it's insane. That's yeah. just a really no, cool but it, it is a head bust though, a little bit because you're like, whoa, fuck. I saw yeah. a meme recently where it's like damn she looks like Meryl Streep or something like that I'm like yeah holy she's shit actually, she does she's legitimately her daughter yeah it's just because her her last name is different because of the father obviously but yeah that's cool as fuck um yeah cool fact anyways uh my top two are the same as you <laughs> I have Mr. Robot at number two Elliot at number one one reason why this is my top two it's my favorite part of the show Elliot and Mr. Robot talking like the yep. best part of the show is scenes with them it's like mm. scenes where Elliot is arguing with Mr. Robot or even when they're getting along it's the best part of the show. This, the whole show is about these two. It's about Elliot, but it's about his battles with Mr. Robot, and it's fucking perfect. It, it's about Elliot's relationship with him, himself. Yeah, it's, that's what it's, the show is. Yeah. Mr. Robot is himself. You're right. <laughs> it's fucked. 
they they have and w- they have Christian Slater playing a part of Elliot, <laughs> and like that's what the show is. And it's this is why this show is art. You don't see that shit. I mean, technically it is Fight Club. Like obviously he took this idea from Fight Club. But I haven't seen Fight Club by the way. Yeah, yeah, you haven't seen it. Eh? You should watch yeah. it. But but he took the idea from Fight Club and he just expanded on it. It's literally four seasons of like this is what a relationship from Fight Club would be like in a different way like he just explores it and he's like i'm gonna make a show about this relationship from fight club pretty much but he makes it his own thing and obviously he throws in hacking but it's great like and it's funny because when mr robot first started there before we uh when we thought mr robot was real at the time Mm -hmm. when it first started we thought well i thought i got like kind of like a a tony stark peter parker vibe from the relationship I know what you mean. at the beginning he's kind of like mentoring him you're right yeah, yeah yeah and that's the exact exact vibe i got like i really love this and but then it becomes even more uh complex and interesting when we realize it's elliot's like inner conflict and relationship with himself yeah even. it's crazy it's his personality it's fucking nuts yeah yeah um okay i think that's enough for characters yeah we had same top two but other than that quite a bit of differences yeah yep. um Okay, uh, scenes, favorite scenes. What do you have for your top five scenes? Favorite scenes. So number one is act four of Proxy Authentication Required. Best scene in the show, in my opinion. Fair enough, uh, yeah. I think, I think it's like a, a 20 minute. The fact that it's so long, there's like yeah. 20 minutes of pure masterful the, acting and dialogue. It's just yeah. gold. It's definitely the longest act of that episode. Yeah. <laughs> yep, yeah. Act four is long as shit. Yeah. Uh, then the rest aren't necessarily in order. Um, the mastermind reveal montage. We already talked mm-hmm. about this. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Cry like a baby every time. Fucking love it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, the final scene of um, Elliot in the movie theater and the, like his life. Oh, uh, yeah. Not, like, not, not his life flashing before his eyes, but it's like a... Yeah. It, like he the sees way his it, entire life. It shows the projector and goes to his eye, like that thing? Yep. Yeah, yeah. And then good... the, the Hello Elliot by yeah. Darlene. Perfect yeah. touch. That's in your top Perfect way to end the cool. show. Cool, yeah. Uh, the final conversation between White Rose and season four episode uh, between White Rose and Elliot, and then also in addition to that, since it's like right after it, uh, the the scene between Elliot and Mister Robot where they tell each other that they love each other, oh. and I, it's it's pulls on the heartstrings because it's Elliot Elliot someone who's really depressed and he hates himself. This dude hates himself, mm-hmm. but it's Elliot finally learning to love himself and like accept who he is, yeah, and just. Pulls on the heartstrings, dude. You know, you know what kills me about that part? He says, um, I don't have this in my top five scenes, so I want to mention when he says, um, exciting time in the world. Do yep. you know what that it's a throwback to the, the pilot. It's the pilot. That's how Christian Slater introduces himself. He says, Exciting time in the world on the subway. It's fucking yep. brilliant. I, I remember that heavy heart. I was like, Oh, I remember that exact line. It's just yeah. Yeah. Fucking love it. And also, um, the scene right before that with the white rose and Elliot, uh hmm. That's uh, B.D. Wong's best performance in the show. Yeah, when he's like, don't make me fucking, fucking laugh. Yes. Yeah. Oh, he's so, so good. good. Yeah. And then uh, how Elliot responds, it just Rami yeah. Malek gives me chills in that scene. Yeah. He says, like, uh, he talks about, like, how Darlene and all them love him. He's like, they yeah. feel something for me that I can't. You can sympathize with them in that scene. Yeah. And yeah. it's like, beautiful. Yeah. it's beautiful. Um, and then number five, there's so many other scenes that could be number five. I just had to think of a number five. Uh, yeah. Price is Angela's father reveal slash yeah. montage. That yeah. entire montage with the Hans Zimmer time yeah. playing over season it. Season three finale, right? Yeah. yeah. Season three finale. And it's great just, shit. yeah. yeah One the of the way best they, musical moments. The way they the edited it too is great. Like the Angela stuff and then also mm-hmm. the stuff in the cabin. Yeah, it's great yep. stuff. Mm. 
Um, okay. Um, so <laughs> for my top five scenes, three out of five are the same. <laughs> oh, shit. Uh, nice. So I have Elliot and Krista's final confrontation in Elliot's mind, the, the whole the thing with the flashbacks. And like the mastermind twist. reveal? The mastermind reveal. Yeah. Yeah. The series finale. So that's in my top five scenes. Like I said, it's just one of those moments you're like, I've never seen this before. They do flashbacks of the whole show and they explain how everything makes sense in Elliot's mind. And it's just, it's just one of those things, your jaws on the floor. You're just like, holy fuck, this is incredible. Yeah. Um, it's and you get, too and perfect. I, and I got chills. Just like the way they take you back to all these little hints where it's like, we've hinted at it. We've hinted at it. He's a personality. It's like fucking brilliant. And dude, um, I can't believe you didn't know it was the interstellar theme. It just adds so much to the scene. It's, it's like, because it, it's because I know the interstellar theme so well, theme so well, so that when it's a little different, I think of it as a different song, I guess, is what happens. Like it, since I don't, think it, I don't think it's, I don't think it's too different either. I think it's like a slightly different uh, tone. I think that's literally it. Mm-hmm. No, I could be wrong. Sure the, I'm pretty sure the notes are different because I've played okay. interstellar. You know music yeah. way more than I do. Yeah, so. yeah. It I don't is, know shit. It's like, I can think of it in my head. It's very similar. He remixed it, but it's not quite the same. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, then other one. So I have three that are the same. That's the first one. That's the same. I also have Elliot's monologue and exit to, to White Rose when he goes, he says something about how like, it's just, it gets messy. This is my favorite part when he's talking about how people can be shitty. And he's like, but that's just us. Do you know that, that line? Yeah. When he says, that's just us. That hits me hard. It's like, you know what? We're all the human. Exactly. Human beings do that shit to each other, but you got to just accept it and move on and accept that some people love you, you know, like it's fucking deep. And I love how the way it ends. He transitions and then he gets mad. He's like, fuck you. <laughs> he's like, so fuck you. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, he's all these deep. You know, he said, I'll speak for the whole world when I say this. Fuck you. Yeah. I speak for everyone when I say fuck yeah. you. Great yeah. moment. Um, then I have act four of proxy authentication required. So yeah, those three are the same. So I have Elliot and Krista, his monologue and exit act for proxy authentic- authentication required so those are my Wait. three scenes oh yeah 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 okay gotcha three, gotcha three scenes in my top five that are the same as yours right you had that right yep yeah, yeah, yeah uh my last two are a little different so i have elliot's rant about god in season two. Oh, really do you good. remember that yeah season two episode two i had to look it up i forgot what episode fun, it was fun it. fact about that yeah. scene there's a video on youtube of a priest reacting to that scene and he gives his thoughts on like elliot's like uh mindset and i'm gonna the dude's watch like that. A, I'm so not that, interested. Not that I'm against religion or anything. I'm completely accept, yeah. accepting of those views. But this yeah. dude's just delusional. He has like the most delusional fucking uh, response. Yeah. Response to Elliot's just like uh, uh, reasoning. I love his rant about God. He's like, oh, the way he says like him. Like he keeps talking about like yep. him. Like he's like, and he's like saying this all, fucker. This, all this awful shit because of him. Like in the way he rants about God. It's so perfect. Um, that's Sam Esmail talking right there. That's by the way, Sam Esmail. Yeah, that's one of the moments I think where my brother is probably like, "This is good," but like, it feels too pretentious. Uh, <laughs> but I love it. I don't Fair give enough. a fuck. It's fucking great. Uh, and then my fifth scene is actually from season one. It's the one that really had me hooked. Like, obviously the pilot hooked me, but mm-hmm. it's Elliot fuck society. His rant in therapy. Yeah, he says fuck society. And my favorite part about that, he does the whole fuck society thing, and then he realizes it was just in his head, and he hasn't said anything, and he's like. Chris is like, you're not saying anything. And it was yeah. all in his head. And that ties into the God rant because I also have the God rant. And that at the end of his God rant, he's like, shit, did I say that out loud? And he yeah. did say that. So it's like a perfect contrast. Like one of them he said out loud and one of them was just in his head. And it's like two of his best rants. That's why I have yep. that in my top five. And it, there's probably uh, several other instances where this happens. But uh, in proxy authentication required when him and like uh, Mr. Robot are like kind of like arguing in the first act. Mm. Vera slams the table is like yo are you gonna say something 
It was yeah. after like two minutes of him and Mr. Robot talking. Yeah, I love that, the way they do that. Yeah, it's fucking great. Um, okay, yeah, those are our scenes. Favorite shots. So this show is a fucking masterpiece of cinematography. So, cinematography ever. I said that yeah. in uh, yeah. my favorite shows list. In our, in our top 10 shows, we both mentioned how good the cinematography is. So this is the first time in a deep dive where we're giving favorite shots. Let's do some favorite shots. So what are your some of your favorite shots? I just want to say um, Breaking Bad does this, but Breaking Bad and Better Call Saul does this, but even to more of an extent, Mr. Robot does this. You can tell they put their heart and soul into every single shot. Every single yep. shot matters. To every them. frame. Yep. Every yep. frame is masterfully crafted. I, I, yep. When I watched Breaking Bad for the start, first time, I'm like, yo, the cinema, you can tell they, gave, they went all out. Yeah. With, with this even more. And with Better Call Saul, like I said. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, Mr. Robot. But with yeah. this, even more. With Mr. Robot, even more. You had to throw it in. Hey, don't forget, don't forget about Better Call Saul. I'm just a dick. I'm always like, anyone who says Breaking Bad without Better Call Saul, fuck you. <laughs> just, yeah, I, I was kind dick. of, I was acknowledging both of them at the same time. Yeah, yeah, no, I get what you mean. I'm just being a dick. Um, uh, so, I just had to compliment their cinematography real quick before yeah, I sure. say my favorite shots. Um, yeah, yeah. So, I have two off the top of my head, but if I think of any more, I'll name them. Uh, yep. We already mentioned this one, and don't delete me. Elliot and Angela in the hallway. Like yeah, that's the door. Split shot of them. Yeah, showing yeah. like half the of the gun. screens, one side of the door, half of the screens, the other side. Yeah, fucking beautiful. And it's not always the shot itself; it's also the content of the yeah. scene that elevates a shot. That's it's like the way that. It hits that's you. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's what always matters. You're right. Um, it's not always just the shot itself, but yeah, that shot's brilliant. Uh. And then I also love, I know you don't like 404 not found too much, but the scene with Tyrell walking out into the moonlight is just one of the best stills in the entire show. That yeah, scene is yeah. fucking gold. It looks beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, the scene fucking sucks, but it looks good. No, no I, don't, I don't hate it as much as other people, but it's not one of my favorite things. But it is yeah. a beautiful shot. Yeah. Those, are, those are your shots? Yeah. more? Okay, mm-hmm. so I have quite a few, but I have mentioned some of these, so I'll be quick. Hands Staircase down. shot, too, yeah, like you said. Yeah, I was going to say, hands down, I don't really have these in order, but now that I think of it, hands down, my favorite shot in the whole show is the staircase shot. Like, I fucking remember watching that for the first time. The camera's going down the stairs as they're running. It's I like was, a spiral I, shot. I, I, was, I, I was watching in silence for most of that episode. That broke my silence. I was like, holy shit. <laughs> I just, I literally said that out loud. I was like, holy shit. And then... When my brother watched it, like my brother who's not that into like like film, he didn't even notice. At the end, I was like, you know, there was no dialogue. Eh? And he's like, oh, shit. He didn't even realize. And I was like, how about that staircase shot? And he even noticed. He was like, oh, yeah, that was like awesome. I remember like he like started getting out of his chair almost like when he watched that shot of like the staircase shit. It's just fucking. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what it is about the staircase shot. I think that's one of my favorite shots in all of television, to be honest. Like. It's just, I could watch, it's, yeah. it's only like 10 seconds. It's only like 10 seconds, but I don't know what it is. It's just beautiful, and it's so awesome. And I don't know what it is. The timing of it's perfect, too. It's in such an intense part of the episode, and it's like they're going yep. down the stairs, running there. It's fucking, it looks so cool. I love it. And the music, the music's great. I think the fact that the staircase is red just yeah. adds to the scene. If it was just like, I think it's orange. Isn't it orange? I'm pretty sure it's red, dude. Like it's red, red or orange? Red, red, red orange. I think it's yeah. more. Okay, I could be wrong. On no, my TV, right. it looks red. I, it depends on weird... what TV you watch on, too. Yeah, I think. honestly, colors is like I'm always off sometimes. But I thought it was orange. It could be red. <laughs> but it's I know like, what you mean. The color's it, great. Yeah. But yeah, if it was just like a regular like black staircase, it wouldn't be like as visually pleasing. It just looks so cool. The fact that it's like reddish yeah. orange. You're so right. That was probably a choice they made. That's what you mean by they care about every shot. They're like, yo, we're gonna use an orange staircase for this. Or they like actually yeah. they probably just lucked upon the fact that it had an orange. Staircase. It's red. Yeah, it's a red, red. staircase. Sorry, red versus orange. 
biggest debate of this episode red versus orange um, is the okay. staircase and method not allowed red or yeah. orange so the descending staircase shot is my favorite the rest of these shots aren't in order these are just some of my other favorite shots so i talked about this briefly the end of season two episode 10 so that's the one with dom in the restaurant mm-hmm. right so really what i love stuff. about this shot it's just static it doesn't move and dom goes uh sorry first the motorcycle shows up <laughs> sorry no dom's there first i can't remember what dom walks towards the restaurant walks towards the restaurant yeah Th- then you see the motorcycle pulling up you're like yeah. oh shit this can't be good yeah and then she runs away and she shoots at the guy right yeah yeah, yeah. so well, what i you know what she I love ducks yeah. they start lighting up the restaurant she ducks then she pops back up and kills one of right. them the other she's one shoots himself i forgot she's in the restaurant that's what makes yeah. it brilliant she's talking yeah. to cisco and darlene when yeah. that happens and then they come and they shoot it and it's a static shot it just stands still the whole time it's fucking yeah. brilliant but what you know what my favorite part is i don't know if you noticed this you might if you're a big fan but the crosswalk did you notice this what about it okay i don't think you did fuck you got to rewatch this so if you rewatch the scene so dom comes to the restaurant there's a crosswalk, the light, right? So the light starts counting down. So it goes like eight, seven, six. What's brilliant is that the guy on the bike comes on the motorcycle. He stops, the dark army guy, and he comes and he shoot. He starts shooting when the clock gets to zero. It's like a oh, countdown. Sh- it's, dude, what do you watch that dude, scene? Dude, It goes like shit. six. It goes like six, five, four, three, two, one. And then he walks up and he shoots it right at zero. It's fucking amazing. That's so cool. I never noticed. Because you're yeah. so focused on like. Yeah. The f- I don't, yeah. You're so focused I, on the restaurant I, and him walking forget, up to it. Yeah, exactly. I forget when I noticed that. I think it was a couple of rewatches or on Reddit or something. Someone told me. But yeah. When I, when I, that blew my mind. I was like, that's brilliant. The fact that the, the crosswalk counter counts down to when the shooting to when the shooting happens and he literally shoots it up right beside the crosswalk counter it's brilliant i love what you can hear what's happening still in the scene as the credits are rolling too you still hear the ambulances and the police cars rolling up i forgot up. about that they have the that sound happens, yeah i forgot to mention that happens in 409 conflict too at white rose's house you hear right. the fbi rolling During up the and credits you hear yeah. like the gunfight as the credits are rolling it's like holy yeah. shit yeah you're right um okay couple more favorite shots um these are two that were already mentioned so the elliot and angela backs against the door the red lighting you already mentioned that that's one of my mm-hmm. favorite shots another one i briefly mentioned is the one take episode um what's it called again fucking uh, runtime air runtime air yep uh the one where the camera goes over the building like it's just like it shows yep. you outside and then it goes back in and then the overhead of angela that's one of my favorite shots and then this last one we haven't talked about is um there's a for funniest scenes i'm kind of spoiling it when Elliot's on Adderall. <laughs> so there's a really funny shot. There's a really cool shot of Elliot's eyes and they're like turning and his eyes are exactly like, you know, the rainbow error thing that happens on your computer when it's like mm-hmm. loading, there's like yep. that rainbow circle thing. So they make his eyes look like one of those errors. On I think like I remember computer. that. Yeah. It's a shot of his eyes turning and it's like a rainbow error type thing from your computer. The way they- He's like, he's malfunctioning. Is, he's malfunctioning. That's what's so brilliant about the Adderall scene. We'll talk about that later. But yeah, that's one of my favorite shots is his eyes and they're turning and it's like, it's like making a comparison to the computer. Yeah. The way they relate his mental state to like to hacking. hacking and like technical things, like that's yeah. so fucking cool. It's fucking brilliant. Yeah. That's something I'll say to um, when we talked about Don't Delete Me, that episode, they use a lot of parallels where it's like the way uh, deleting something and hacking like on a computer getting rid of something it's similar to committing suicide because like, yep. it's a dark episode right so he talks mm-hmm. about there's a lot of good parallels with that it's really dark but it's really good mm-hmm. 
Okay, time to do criticisms. So uh, we're going to get into some criticisms here. Obviously, you both love the show, but uh, we'll just bring up certain things we didn't like. So what, what are some of your criticisms? My main criticism is this show sucks. Okay. <laughs> yeah, but I mentioned this earlier. I already said that I thought it'd be like somewhat repetitive, but um, hmm. I said the bad guys are like kind of cartoonish. And yeah, yeah. Like which bad guys? Do you have any examples or just like um, in general? Like the, oh yeah, you already said the E-Corp guys, right? Yeah, E-Corp yeah. guys, what was the other one? Uh, so let me think. I'd say Janice. Is it, it, okay, she's kind of like, her Her cartoonish attitude is kind of what made her menacing. Mm. But at the same time, uh, maybe not even her. She's a bad example. It's mostly the the E-Corp uh, e guys, I would say. Yeah, yeah Terry Colby a little yeah, bit. a little bit, yeah. But then at the same time, there there are people like Terry Colby in real like. Donald Trump, for example, if he was a TV yeah, character, you'd be like, this dude's a, this yeah. dude's a fucking that's clown. A good, He's a cartoon. That's but, what everyone says. Like, Trump is like a TV character. <laughs> yeah. The vibe of the show is a little cartoony at times, but it works. It's Mr. Yeah. Robot style. But at the same time, uh, it takes away from, like, the actual drama of the right. show. Right. You want it to be grounded sometimes. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Plot-wise, there's nothing really – because, like, there's been times where I questioned the direction of the show, but it always worked out in the long run. So, like, plot-wise, yeah. I don't have too many complaints. Um, yeah. This The show is pretty masterclass from start to finish. I don't have too many complaints. Yeah, that's really it for you, eh? Yep. Okay. For me – actually, you might agree with this, but for me, Angela. <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay. Angela, like, that's yeah. a big criticism for me because the first two seasons – that's like half the show. Like not not half the show. I'm exaggerating, but like she gets a lot of focus. Like her whole lawsuit storyline. Um, like she's pretty much a bleh, boring character for me until uh, season three. Like when like they start brainwashing her. When they when they start brainwashing Angela, that's the only. Um, that's when she starts to get better a little bit. Um, mm -hmm. But I don't like Angela at all. All of her scenes, they're not bad. I'm exaggerating. You're you're kind of being more respectful. Like I'm saying, I'm making it sound like it's a makes the show bad like it doesn't mm -hmm. make the show bad but it's just a yep. criticism for me like i get bored during all there's a lot of angela scenes like with that lawyer and like um yep. she's just trying to do all this shit and like even her e-corp stuff like it's not bad but it's just kind of boring compared to how good elliot is and like all the other stuff speaking of boring i i think a, a lot of the scott knowles plot lines oh like kind that's of a just good math. one that's a good one scott knowles that's the guy tyrell fucks with right yeah yeah, good. Oh, early season have, two in particular was kind of just like, whatever. yeah. We ha we haven't even brought up Tyrell's wife. She had a lot of focus in the first Joanna. two seasons. Joanna. I didn't care for her. Yeah, I didn't like. I her feel name. like her actor was trying too hard. Her actress. Yeah, was trying too hard. me neither. Like she's creepy. I guess they're going. Like for she's the hot fact. as fuck, but like. <laughs> yeah, apparently she's like a model. I felt, or something. I felt yeah. like she was aware of that. Like she was aware yeah. that the audience knew she was hot as fuck, and she was like, I don't know, I can't put my finger on it, but she was like yeah. trying too hard. I agree to, with you. Like, she's mysterious. And... It's like they were trying to go for like she's creepy, but like, and she was creepy, but like it was also I agree with you. It was kind of fake. Like it was just yeah. like, what are you doing? Like it's just like, like the way she acts. Yeah, I. Agree I think I think. Do you remember the scene where Tyra was raging and she was like sitting there eating a pickle or some shit? Yeah. yeah. She was her. She was overacting too much in that yeah. scene. She, she was trying. To, She's yeah. trying to act like this is such a mood right now. Like, no, yeah. this yeah. is cringe. That's what I mean by like the first two seasons. There's like little nitpicks I have where it's like things like that. Little storylines that are just kind of meh. That's why, that's a big reason why three and four are easily my favorite. Like I go in reverse order, four, three, two, one. It just got better and better. Like the first two seasons, there's a good amount of things that are just kind of meh. Um, Angela was a big one. That's a good point. Scott Knowles and like a lot of the side characters aren't that great. Other than the side characters I've mentioned in my top five characters, like minor characters. Um, Another right. thing I didn't like that much is um, Tyrell in season two being gone. 
You know what I mean? You know how, like, that was kind of annoying. Like, people complain about how confusing the show can be. My mm -hmm. first watch, obviously, I didn't, this isn't that big of an issue when I rewatch it, but my first watch, it was pretty annoying how Tyrell's such a crucial part of season one. He comes in at the end, and, like, they have that amazing scene with where is my mind playing, you know, and he's, like, he wants to join him, and it's, like, he's such a, he joins Elliot at the end, and it's so awesome. And then he's just gone in season two and you're just confused the whole time. You're like, why are like, they don't answer any of the questions. It's just like, there's just a lot of season two where there's just, I was confused and unsatisfied is what I'm saying. Like every scene with Mr. Robot and Elliot, it would be like, fuck yeah, this is great in season two. But as soon as like they would, I don't know, do bigger plot things, I would just get frustrated. I'd just be like, where the fuck is Tyrell? What's going on? And this makes no sense. If that makes sense. I agree with you on um, season two being frustrating, but as far as Tyrell goes, I actually kind of liked piecing together uh i mean obviously you wanted answers right away so that was slightly frustrating but i kind of liked piecing together it was like what the fuck happened to tyrell this is kind of interesting and we just yeah. got like uh, there's that one call he has he phones him and he's like bon yeah star, elliot <laughs> yeah. yeah and we knew elliot did something to him or at least we thought at the time like yeah we fucking kill this guy or like what yeah. happened did they ever answer isn't there a thing where he wakes up in his car and like it's like what happened and we don't know what happened did isn't that the night of the hack like i can't even remember i feel like there's if you elliot really want a, elliot pulled a gun on him right right right, right. yeah because um, it was in the popcorn machine yeah yeah i feel like if there's I don't, I, yeah, I feel like you could, if you wanted to, I don't want to do it because I love three and seasons three and four so much, but like, if you wanted to, I feel like you could go like, you could get really nitpicky and go through seasons one and two. And I feel like there's still things that don't make sense. Like they don't add up in the end. Mm -hmm. Like they didn't answer everything perfectly the way like a show like Breaking Bad where like everything's perfect and makes sense. I feel like with Mr. Robot, there's a little, there's things that don't quite make sense that you could nitpick where it's like, they never answered that. That didn't. That was just to shock you or to confuse you, like that kind of stuff. Yeah. But um, I can't think of great examples other than the Tyrell thing being frustrated and like just being confused. Another nitpick I have is um, Darlene, and when they take that house in season two, and I don't understand why they don't think to themselves, Susan "What if Jacobs? she? What if yeah, she what comes back? Like, why didn't they have that thought? What if she comes back? Like, they didn't even think about that. Like, yeah. and then she just comes back. It's like really, like, you, you don't never, know. They don't know smart. how long she's going on vacation for. Like Exactly. I like the scene where they take her house. That's a great scene when they like fuck with all the stuff in her house. That's awesome. But like, it's just like, they, they're such smart hackers and they don't think to themselves, wait, what if she just comes back in a week or two? Like, <laughs> mm -hmm. it's like, they didn't prepare for that. Okay. It's kind of weird. Yeah. So I just, the thought just occurred to me. Speaking of cartoonish, the dark army, they're a little cartoonish. Yeah. They're kind of over the top at points. Yeah. Like the masks they wear, like, I enjoy some of it though. I kind of like some of the car. It's kind of like I talked about the twins in Breaking Bad. I was the one complaining about the twins, but then you had a good argument where you're like, cartoony things work in Breaking Bad. And like, I think it's the same thing with Mr. Rowe. Or like, exactly. I, I agree they're a little cartoonish, but they, they're enjoyable. Like, how badass the Dark Army is. They kill themselves whenever something bad happens. Yeah. Like, like it's yeah. pretty awesome. Yeah, I, I completely agree. I, I was just saying sometimes it takes away from the drama a bit, but overall, I think the style works for the show and I do enjoy that style. So. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Just sometimes, the, sometimes. The style, it takes yeah, the style's too good that it's like, it's not a big problem, but yeah, I agree with you. Um, last two um, criticisms I have are pretty minor. So these are season four criticisms. And even though season four is my favorite season, these are the only two things that I think add to your argument of like how three is the best season that's just more consistent. But two things I don't really like about season four, I briefly mentioned Tyrell, his ending, obviously the, the not found episode. I don't like his ending. I think it's very unsatisfying. I don't know. Like, the white light like i guess what they're going for is he just died right yeah yeah, yeah. i think that's what they're that's what yeah. i assumed but I'm it's just like but like dead. what's 
but what's that light that he found? Like, what is it? Like, I just don't like that, I guess. They're just confusing you. Like, what is the point of that? What did he find? I've heard that's not symbolic, but like when you die, you see a light, you go towards the light. So he was like imagining like, it? Yeah, and like you, you hallucinate right before you die. And okay. he was, that, that's, he was hallucinating. This dude was out in the woods with a gunshot wound, freezing cold. He was dying. I feel like okay. that's just kind of like. You know what? That's, that's satisfying. <laughs> Thank you yeah. for answering that. Because the whole time I thought it was a real thing. And I'm like, what the fuck is that? That makes no sense. They never answer it. They're just trying to confuse you. But I don't know why I never thought of that. He's just hallucinating. That makes way more sense. And you know how they, they kept hearing that noise? Yeah, it's like a deer or something. Like, Well, when we finally get to the deer, it's dead. Mm-hmm. But then in the final scene with Tyrell, we hear the deer again. So we think, oh, is uh, this the thing that was making the noise? But it wasn't. He was just hallucinating. He was hearing the deer noise again. So it's like kind of like he's joining the deer as a dead person because the deer Ooh, was dead. Is that's that kind of what it is? That's not what I was getting at, but okay. that, I guess that makes sense. But yeah, no, he, I don't know. Uh, he was just hallucinating. He's been hearing that noise all night. That's something he could hallucinate. Okay. Yeah. Fair it, wasn't a, it wasn't an actual thing making that noise, though, like you said. Okay. Yeah, so that, that helps me a little bit. I'm still not a huge fan of Tyrell's ending. Like, I don't think it's that great, but it's not like, I, I felt, I thought of it as, it as unsatisfying, and I guess it's a little more satisfying that he was hallucinating. Mm-hmm. Um, and then another thing, I don't like the conclusion to White Rose that much. Like, I love White Rose as a villain. I thought she was a phenomenal villain, loved her in season four. And then the resolution to her, they don't really, it's too much focused on Elliot. Like, I love the stuff with Elliot, but like, they really, put white rose to the sidelines it feels like like mm-hmm. what was what was she just shoots herself in the, like what was her big plan what was her machine what was all that stuff like they don't really explain what she was going for like it kind of felt like they're just like okay now that they expose what are they called the deus group or some shit once they right. once they steal all that money it's just like we won that's it the fbi goes for white rose and then like but she's still confident and she has this machine and they don't really go into why she's happy and i guess she was just insane that's the only thing i can think of she was nuts like yeah well i think that's why they added that backstory i think her motivations were never clear but they gave us pieces to like make assumptions or like so it's open to interpretation i think she was like trying to uh be with her uh boyfriend again the one that killed himself right so she's like trying to make a new world or something yeah Yeah, like a a time machine and like yeah. she—that's that was their conversation. She wanted to make a world, and this is why she thought Elliot would understand her plans. They, she wanted to make yeah. a world where she could rid the hate away. She could like rid yeah. of like all the pain she ex- experienced. Yeah, it's kind she of in that it. scene where they that with her "Don't make me laugh" monologue. Is that the mm-hmm. scene where she's explaining? Yeah, you're yeah. right. Because that's when she dies after. Yeah, yeah. And I think, I, I think to an extent, Elliot understands that, and that's why she thinks yeah. Elliot would understand where she's coming yeah. from. And she's she's like, I love that scene so much. We both had it in our top five when she's like, um should I remind you of your company's name or like, sorry, of your group's name. And then mm-hmm. he's like, yeah, I called my group F society because fuck society. And then yeah. he awesome monologue after that. But yeah, yeah I, I know what you mean. I guess she tries to, it's just, yeah, you're right. It's open to interpretation. And I guess my response is, I find that a little underwhelming. Like I wish they had more closure to like, this is what white Rose was doing and why instead right. of like, it's all about Elliot. Like, and then, Oh, white Rose. If they were going to make it such a big yeah. deal. Like she just been. kills herself in the end. Like, and she was such a great villain the whole show and you're so intimidated by her. And then it's just slightly underwhelming at the end. That's all. Yep. Um, yeah, that's it for my criticisms. Yeah. That's yeah. As far as criticisms things. go, that's probably about it. Yeah. Yeah. I still fucking love the show. Three and yep. four seasons, three and four fucking all time greats. Um, all time great seasons. Yeah. Uh, okay. Quick question. So funny scenes. Do you have any funny scenes? Funny scenes. So 
And runtime error, do you know when so Elliot's trying to dodge the police the entire episode? Yeah. And the so he's stalling in the he's stalling in this random meeting. Oh yeah, I remember that. Yeah. And he just like stalling as long as he can. And then he goes to walk out and the FBI is still there. So he has to sit back down and it's already been like three, four minutes. So he has to think of some random bullshit to say and he can't think of anything. So yeah. he looks over at this, uh, there's like a bowl of chocolate donuts on the table. He's like, uh, yeah, chocolate donuts. And then he flips the bowl over and the donuts go everywhere. I don't remember that part. He flips the donuts? There was like one donut. Oh, that's one, so funny. There was, a donut, there was a donut in a bowl and he flips the bowl. He's like, yeah, chocolate donuts. <laughs> <laughs> See, that scene, that seems so intense. Like you're just like, oh shit, oh shit. That I don't remember that part. Because I was like, oh shit, what if he gets caught? What if he gets caught? I don't remember the humor of it. That's really funny. Like I remember him having to hide in a meeting, but I don't remember what he did. That's so funny. I don't remember like what he was saying to stall, yeah. but I remember the chocolate donut part and that was hilarious. Yeah. yeah, yeah so chocolate donuts. Um, and then I have another funny scene. So in season four, episode 10, a lot of people dislike this episode gone four ten. gone. Oh yeah. I don't mind it, but it's a little weird. Yeah. Yeah. I like it. I, I, I kind of like the slow pace. It takes, it yeah. takes a breather. It's really, really just, ra- it's wrapping up Darlene and Dom, I guess. It's like wrapping up their characters. Yeah. Yep. Okay, so two funny scenes from this. I just thought of another one. The second one I just thought of was Irving and Dom in the bookstore at the airport. He has a, he has a book. That's funny. I like that too. He's like, yeah. and he's so nonchalant about it. He's like, Dom, how the hell are you? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he's like, like they're friends and shit. Yeah. yeah. And Dom's yeah. like, Dom's like, you guys aren't going to hurt us. He's like, hurt you? Why would I hurt you? She's like, you killed Santiago with a fucking axe or something like that. And uh, he threatened the shit out of her. <laughs> Dom was like, you killed Santiago with an axe. And he pauses for a second. He's like, oh yeah, that was fun. <laughs> it was fucking hilarious. I forgot he says that. That's great. Yeah. And then um, the other funny scene from this episode was when, I think it was earlier in the episode, when Dom walks into the hotel room or the motel room and uh leon is just sitting there rolling a blunt on a frisbee that's a great moment <laughs> and he he's so he's so casual about it. he's like oh what's up he doesn't remember dom when yeah. she walks in she's like don't you remember he's like what the fuck are you doing here he's like have we met before he's like yeah you killed all those people in the barn and he he genuinely cannot remember he genuinely doesn't remember because he's killed so many people that that yeah. and she's like i'm the red hair girl that was in the barn he's like oh shit i remember you <laughs> doesn't he also offer her weed he's like you want some catnip or some shit yeah just, yeah <laughs> so funny and then uh he said he was watching the three days of concord because he was watching a movie mm. he's like have you seen this and she's like no he's like you're a fucking fbi agent and you haven't seen the three days of concord <laughs> yeah his movie his obsession yeah. with the movies is so funny yeah in terms of funny moments i'll also add his seinfeld obsession he's always talking about like george and shit in season two at the diner that's just hilarious and i like that choice to make uh seinfeld his favorite show because yeah. sam esmeal's favorite show is seinfeld there you go i didn't know that his favorite show was seinfeld that's awesome yeah uh do you have any more funny scenes uh th- that's just two off the top of my head yeah. yeah okay so i only have two as well uh so my my i think actually i'm not gonna rank them but definitely one of the funniest scenes for me is uh, Elliot on Adderall. So yep. Elliot on Adderall, his line, he's just going crazy. One thing I love is slam dunk. He's like, gets so into the basketball game and shit. I forgot about that. Shit. He gets, he gets so into the basketball game. <laughs> and then, and then um, <laughs> when he's, he's doing dishes, 
these dishes look immaculate. God damn, these dishes look immaculate. It's so funny. This is season two, right? Because this is what yeah. he's watching. This is season two. First half of season two. These dishes look immaculate. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's great. Um, <laughs> just there's more funny Adderall moments. Oh yeah, there's part where he walks up the stairs and it goes like, it has like the sound effects like a video game, like tick, tick, yeah, like when he goes up the stairs. The whole Adderall sequence is like three minutes. One of the funniest scenes in the whole show. It's one of my favorites. But it gets really dark towards the end because then it has that shot I was talking about the colonel panic one where it's like his eyes are like the, the thing on this like the computer mm-hmm. rainbow thing yeah. so it gets it's like a hilarious moment in the show one of my the one of the funniest and then it becomes really dark and he's like somebody pukes like, it up yeah oh shit is that the same scene you're you might be right and then he pukes one of the grossest moments in the whole show yeah yeah that's that just shows how crazy the show is man like it has hilarious shit and then it gets really dark and disgusting he eats and like, it he, and he eats it again it. He looks through the pills in his throat. It's fucking nasty. Yeah. Oh, God, Elliot. But it shows you, like, his cycle, right? Like, when he takes Adderall, he's all happy. And then when the drugs wear off, he's all fucked up again, right? It's like, it gives you the cycle of how fucked up this character is. Like, it's mm-hmm. pretty great. Oh, one thing I love. Actually, we'll talk about that when we do series finale. Um, but, yeah. So, him on Adderall is probably my favorite funny scene, I guess. It's the funniest. And then also <laughs> the sitcom stuff. I, I mentioned the sitcom stuff earlier. But, like, the intro to the sitcom episode with, like, Mr. Robot as a sitcom fucking hilarious i die yep. at that every time that's like hands down one of the funniest scenes those are my only two funny scenes the sitcom stuff and the adderall stuff okay um let's move on to questions uh i think i have a question or two that would be interesting uh so elliot what do you think is the worst thing that elliot has done in the entire show the worst thing elliot has done in the entire show oh yep. this one's pretty easy uh, this is the one that comes off the top of the head, off top of my head. Uh, so I, I might be wrong, but this is the first thing that comes to mind. Season four, that girl that he drugs. Yeah. That's that. That's the first thing that comes to my mind. That was that was one time I was angry at him. I was like, fucking piece of shit. Even though he had to do it for the cause or whatever the fuck, but it's yeah. still brutal the way he a girl almost kills herself. Yeah. I was saying the same thing. Yeah. I was same gonna, thing. Yep. That, I think we had the same one for Better Call Saul too. My question was, what's the worst thing Jimmy has done? And you said the Irene thing. And then I was like, same thing. <laughs> so we had the same thoughts on that too. Yeah. Yeah. I can't think of a time he's gone lower necessarily. Uh, yeah. It just hurts. Has he, got, has he gotten so, anyone killed like intentionally? I don't think intentionally, so. Intentionally. I don't think so. Yeah. I guess Shayla was like kind of his fault, but it wasn't, it was not Vera's fault. Yeah, yeah, it's like one of those things where like he feels guilty, but it wasn't his fault. Obviously, we're yeah. not going to blame him for that. But, yeah, yeah, yeah. We had the same one right away. <laughs> yep. Uh, yeah, it's also just the fact that like she liked him. <laughs> like like yeah. she literally liked him, and he just. And took I think Elliot liked her too. I I really do. I feel yeah. Like he, he was in, he was kind of into her. Yeah, yeah. He just used her. It's fucking brutal. Yeah. Um, okay. Uh, so we're gonna do series finale discussion just because this series finale is fucking nuts. So. Also, I want to say the, that whole fantasy world gave me Lost vibes because you know how Lost season six, there's like a mm-hmm. parallel universe. They don't tell you it's purgatory until the end, but like half half of season six, it's like, oh, there's this alternate world where the island never existed. And like, mm-hmm. it kind of felt a little bit like that in the last three episodes. It's like, here's this world where Elliot's not a hacker and like Angela's yep. married to him. And it's like a different alternate world. It kind of gave me Lost vibes a little bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And yep. back to the future vibes because like, the way he's like exploring the city and like it reminds me of Back to the Future too. And Sam Asma loves Back to the Future. Obviously, that's where Don't Delete Me. They see Back to the Future. Yep. And I love. I get chills when she says the mastermind. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, so, uh, Krista. 
Yeah, Krista, when she says the, the official name, like the mastermind. And, and we haven't even talked about how crazy it is that they foreshadow it in demons. Demon, like she literally yeah. says, "You were you were born a month ago, Angela, in the dream." And she's like, uh, "You're yeah. not, you're not Elliot. You're the." And then it cuts, and then he literally saves it for the finale. You're the mastermind. Oh, oh wait, that makes so much. He's born when the show starts. Mm-hmm. Hello, friend. Mm-hmm. Hello. Fr- he's like talking to us when he's born. That's the Bill Rick like mastermind. He- Yep. He's literally being born. He's like, hello, friend. Can you hear me? And he's yeah. like, that's, we see Sam Esmail wrote the story in a way where um, everything that we see happens um, while maintaining the twist that Elliot is another alter the whole time. Like he's another personality, the mastermind. Mm-hmm. Um, and I love the touch in the fantasy world when this real version of Elliot he has like drawings of the mastermind in the hoodie. Do you remember they show the drawings? Yep. And like, I thought that's brilliant because it's like the real Elliot has like pictured, he's imagined himself becoming a hacker, like a, a vigilante hacker. And then like yeah. what actually happens in the show is his, his like little fantasy, right? Like he has this little fantasy of being a badass hacker. And then yeah. like, that's what the show is about. I just find that interpretation, like that blows yeah. my mind. That's what I thought happened at first in episode 12 of season mm. four. I'm like, is that what happened? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and then it's just like brilliant that like this like mastermind enacted his plan. Like it's this plan that he dreamt of. Like the real Elliot was like dreaming of being a vigilante hacker who saves the day. And then like, we see him actually save the day, but it's just another personality that comes out that like takes over and he does this like master plan. Um, and it's like a reaction to his rage about his father and like society. And he just hates, and he kind of like becomes a superhero, like we talked about a superhero. Um, mm-hmm. And then when he like gives control back to Elliot, like he gives it back to the real one, it's like he's given him like he's he's given him a better world, you know? Because like he took down all those people, like F Society took down mm-hmm. fucking what are they called the Dark Army and all that stuff. So like yeah. the world's a, li- a better place now for the real yeah. Elliot. So it's like this personality made a, the world a better place for him. Yeah, that's so cool. I <laughs> he literally what he set out to do, he accomplished. Mm-hmm. yeah it's pretty crazy and like it's crazy how like he did his job and he like he was assisted by mr robot um and then like it's kind of like a happy ending to be honest yeah like because like these personalities take over for real elliot and they're like because this real elliot's like broken right like he's sexually abused he's like kind of fucked up but then like his personalities take over and they're like fuck the world we're gonna do all this shit and then they give it back to him and like the world's better now you know what mm-hmm. i mean yeah <laughs> that just blows my mind that's so perfect yeah, I, I thought about it that way, kind of, but not like, I don't know how to explain it. Not that directly. I haven't thought about it that way. Yeah, it's kind of like Sam Esmail's literally saying to you, um, like, get off your ass and make some change in the world, you know? Because it's like yeah. these these personalities, he's saying, like, aspire to be like them, you know? Like, you because obviously real Elliot had these problems. He was like, fuck society, society sucks, but he didn't do anything. But then these mm-hmm. personalities are like, you know what? We're going to do shit. We're going to change the world. And then, like, they do. And like, so he's kind of like the message of the show is kind of like, do something, you know, like get off your ass, like change shit. If you really are passionate about it, like that mm-hmm. kind of thing. If that's like a deeper meaning of like, that's what Sam Esmail is trying to say. Yeah. yeah. That's a really good interpretation. I was wondering, does the mastermind, does he volunteer? It's not like he necessarily voluntarily gives control back. And I always wondered, yeah. like, does he voluntarily give control back? Yeah. But since the illusion of control is gone, he kind of like naturally just gives control. Yeah. It's not like. It's you a lot more complex yeah. than he tries to give control yeah. back. You know what I just realized? We should talk more. I, you know what's crazy is the way they foreshadow the finale. Like, there's a lot of good little hints. So one of the ones that's awesome is in season two when 
he's in his house with his mother, like before they reveal the prison thing, he's always like struggling with Mr. Robot. And there's a scene where Mr. Robot has a gun to his head. Do you remember that? Yep. Mr. Robot has a gun to his head. And he says, before he shoots him, he says, this control you think you have, it's an illusion. And then he shoots him. That's some of the best foreshadowing in the whole show. Because the whole twist is he thinks he's in control, but he's actually just a personality. That's what's brilliant. It's like, and there's even one of the best ones, his inner monologue. We're talking about his inner monologue, how good that was. There's a line, I forget if it's season one or two. It's one or two, I can't remember which season. But in the early parts of the show, he has an inner monologue where he says, sometimes my mask takes over. Yep. Brilliant yep. foreshadowing. Brilliant yep. for the whole show is his mask taking over. It's a personality mm-hmm. that takes over. It's brilliant. Like so yep. there's so many little moments where they foreshadow that twist in the end that I love. Oh, it's so good. Uh a more straightforward uh foreshadowing is Angela telling him, You're not the real Elliot in yeah. episode four. That's demons. That's what I mean by like he says, You were born a month ago, you're not Elliot. And then it cuts before she says you're the mastermind. And then obviously in the finale they reveal she's then says Krista. The yeah. Yeah. yeah, Krista and her. I think it's both of them. They show yeah. the flashback of Angela saying you're the mastermind as well. Um, yep. And Krista says it, obviously. Yeah, it overlays. like It's like mm. both at the same time. Mm. Transitions from Angela to Krista or yeah, fake Krista. Perfect. Yeah, holy shit. Um, fake Angela, one, too. I, I think one reason why. You know what's crazy? I remember reading that Sam Asmael, this was supposed to be a movie. The whole show was supposed to be a movie. Seriously. He was thinking of making a Mr. Robot movie. Like where like... Um, so it's glad about, they made a show. It's like, yeah, it's like a fight club, but a hacker. Like, he was thinking of making that as a movie. And then he just realized he had way more to go off, and, like, it wasn't working out. And he was like, I'm going to make this into a show. And that's why season two is so slow, I think, because he's like, since it's a show, I can just focus on the characters. And, like, he knew about this twist the whole time, that it was just another personality. And, like, yeah, that's what's brilliant. It's so good. Oh, so good. Yeah. Um, all hail Sam Esmail. All hail Sam Esmail. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's it. A uh, lot of talk on Mr. Robot. Uh, fucking great show. Rami Malek is fucking amazing, and Sam Esmail, you're a beauty. And the Emmys Absolute fucking beauty. suck. The Emmys suck. Fuck, Fuck the, Emmys. the Emmys. We're ending as with always. the Emmys. Yeah, that's the way to end. Fuck All the right. Emmys. Peace. <laughs> that's it. <laughs> uh, we should give a. Should we give a preview? Oh yeah. So our next episode um, will not be a deep dive. Let's just leave it on a cliffhanger. That's a cliffhanger. Nope. Yeah. We got something new. We got something new. It's not going to be a deep dive next next episode. So. Um, You'll see when it comes out. (laughs) Uh, If anyone actually listens, yeah, till then, see you guys. Goodbye. Yeah.